Oh, here we go. He's joined oh, the call. I can see his name. Speak. Hello. Any any good, Dave? Can't hear a thing. Oh, fuck me. And welcome to the ABC of Bing. We are back. We've had a bit of a break. We are back now. And joining me, I'm Chris, by the way, joining me this month. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, by the, the power of the internet, and, uh, you know, we had no problems whatsoever. This has run smoothly and seamlessly, uh, is Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Like, well, just about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's right. <laughs> and hopefully he can hear us. It's Mr. Dave Richardson. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> Hello, who's that? Who said that? Fuck Hello? Hell. What a start. What a great start. <laughs> Jesus. But, 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 they, but, but the, the listener won't know, will, will they? So that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, we're... We're here now. Well, they will, because we've just fucking told them. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're here now. Um, ben isn't here this this month, unfortunately. He's got a few things on, but uh, we wish him well, and hopefully he'll be joining us in the next show. Uh, but anyway, it's been a little while since we recorded uh, an ABC, one mm. thing and another. Do apologise. Uh, it's probably mostly my fault. Uh, holidays, sickness, and forgetting that I was away. <laughs> that was <really> fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, yeah, yeah, we can definitely record two weeks ago. Uh, oh no, shit, I'm away that day. So uh, sorry about that. I do apologise again. My mistake. It's getting older, I think. I'm I'm nearly 43. So, but anyway, like I said, we're, we're back now, which is the main thing. So uh, we're we all good, aside from a few technical issues. Uh, Adam, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. Good, good. Have you been up to much in the last what? six weeks two months or however long oh, it's been see this is the problem it's i think it was was it april the last one was it i think so yeah i think it's like april the 5th or something that, that's a long time for someone of my age to remember these days mm. uh, yeah I, I know it was around that time i'm sure it was because uh, we always try and do it at the beginning of the month don't we the so but we will be more regular uh, uh I, 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 know, I know i say that but we did you know we did get off to a good start i think we yeah uh, but say it's just just life and all that shit. And then we yeah we lapsed back into a into a nice non routine routine. Yeah yeah let's let's just do one when we feel like it or whatever. But no anyway. Uh, so have you you been up so much? I know. Uh, I asked... Go on. Go on. The only thing well no I've been various places and whatnot. But the the main thing I can kind of still just about remember was uh, for some reason or another uh, yeah I went and watched some wrestling. Did you? Yeah. What's it called? Defiant Wrestling? Does that sound right? I think it sounds right. It could be. I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bunch of bunch of people in skimpy pants hugging each other, all oiled up and probably touching a bit too much scrotum. There was There's one ex-WWE wrestler there who he's now called Pac. Pac? Pac. 
Which, it's not X X Pack, is it? No, no, no. It's a, I mean, Pack is a shit name unless it stands for something, which I don't know. But uh, no, in in the WWE, he was called Neville. <laughs> That's not a name that, to fear, really, is it? In the wrestling ring, no. <laughs> fucking Neville. He's like, why, why did why did Vince McMahon kick me out? Why was I never a champion? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Neville, Neville versus Tristan. Wow, what a, what a bill that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Neville, Neville. Now he's Pack. So I don't think um, imaginative names is his forte. <laughs> but uh, that, it was quite a good night. It was. Um, they, they. I think they mainly do all their broadcasting on YouTube. And uh, there, there's a few hundred people there. Um, and there was a recording of one of their weekly shows, and then it was a pay per view, which was called uh something or other because i can't remember probably something like thunder fist or something like that i can't quite <laughs> can't quite remember but um yeah it started off a bit ropey the, the first fight was between two people who i can't remember their name um and there's a few slippages and slippages is that a word slippage i think so yeah it's slippage multiple slippage slippages slippage slippage yeah there was multiple slipper jai um with people not not quite doing stuff correctly and um but it got better as the as the night went on uh the crowd were quite raucous um especially later in the night when there was a uh, a scouse lady um who was on stage and yeah she got quite a bit of abuse and she gave the crowd quite a bit of abuse back it was uh it was getting quite le- you know, quite larry in there it was quite fun really and, uh, what, what was she saying Oh, well, pe- people were basically singing about stealing car stereos and uh, calling her a scouse bitch <laughs> or a twat. <laughs> I think she called called everyone a bunch of cunts. Uh, <laughs> it got quite good, but no, it was, it was you know her character was really good because up to then it had been the odd sort of <clears throat> and a, bit, a bit of this and a bit of that between the audience and the wrestlers. When she came on, because she gave it back, it cut, sort of it, like um, made the crowd sort of get into the whole night more because she was giving it back just as much so from that point forward it was almost like the night started and then uh, there was some there's a good banter between the wrestlers and, and the crowd and it was uh pretty good but um only a really small ring but fucking hell they were they weren't throwing themselves around a bit yeah um, it was pretty good there's the best use of a toupee i've ever seen as well uh, <laughs> there was a uh, there's a i think i think it's it i think he's called visage i was just going to ask you about him i've got the website up now and i'm thinking yeah, yeah. it's it's not a not a lady uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a drag queen type person but no uh he she pulled the older uh, she's got long hair but she's actually bald uh someone was running across the ring to do a clothesline and she slid the toupee across the floor from outside the ring <laughs> and they slipped on it and went flying through the ropes but the timing was absolutely perfect it, you know, Leslie Nielsen couldn't have done it better in Naked Gun. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, and for all his uh, his terrible name, Neville, you could tell that he's wrestled on a bigger stage, just because the his the aggression of his his wrestling moves and stuff was was a touch above everyone else. Mm. Um, and the the you know doing a backflip corkscrew body splash thing off the top rope. Yeah, it's fake, but it was pretty impressive how he was flinging himself around. And when he threw people into the ring post, it actually did make the uh, it did make the ring kind of wobble a bit and kind of jut up on one end. So you could tell he had the intensity of, of, of doing in front of bigger crowds and probably in bigger rings with with bigger people. But um, no, it was a good night. Once you've had a few beers and and you get past the fact that it's you know kind of like an erotic ballet. It's uh, 
yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the wrestlers. Um, the, I mean, the, the, I've, I went to some wrestling. Uh, was it last year now with Lucy? I think there was about probably ten people there, including us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like it was up to the standard of yours, but you know, it was it was okay. But because Lucy had never seen anything like it before, because the, the ring is quite loud when they like, they're slamming each other around, yeah. she, she she thought it was real, like they're actually beating each other up for real. Um, but still, uh, looking at the roster results, Simon Miller, um, he he's done a lot of video game stuff. Uh, bald guy, quite quite busy doing anything. Yes, Simon Miller, I think. It was either one who looks like Simon Rimmer, the bald TV chef, or I could have just been from the ring anyway. Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of Simon Rimmer. Am I just making that name up? <laughs> I think you've <laughs> <laughs> got rimming on the brain. That's it, Adam. I've got rimming on the brain. Oh, no, I know what you mean. He was on Strictly Come Dancing a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Anyway, you don't watch Strictly Come Dancing, do you? Oh, sorry, I do. I've just admitted that to everybody. So no, I, I actually watch some of it last year <laughs> yeah i only watch it for the ladies honestly governor so not the men <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so visage then so yeah. uh, is it uh, the whole wig toupee thing is that uh like a gimmicky type thing or i suppose so yeah i mean a lot of them have got like uh it's a bit of a throwback in that way so you know like i, I don't know Last time I saw any like WWE, when um, seems to have toned down gimmicks and violence and things, whereas this was a bit of a throwback. So there was a lot of gimmicks. There was a few stereotypes, which may or may not be technically PC in in these days. But um, yeah, it was more of a throwback, I suppose, to mid to late nineties wrestling. Oh, okay. Anything. So yeah, you know, so there were still people getting piled, drived onto. VHS recorders and getting smashed up with things and I think there might have been a couple of bits of blood I can't remember to be honest Ooh. but, uh, mm. but that, uh, I mean the last time I ever saw any wrestling I think that was when I was about seven or eight and I went with my mum to the local town hall to watch uh, Giant Haystacks and and some of the other sort of old school English Saturday morning wrestlers and uh, yeah. I embarrassed my mum completely that night because I, I Called, you know, I called uh, Giant Haystacks a fat idiot about seven <laughs> <laughs> shouting at him like anything. Like, yeah, uh, all those you know, really great swear words you have when you're eight and you're with your mum. So fat idiot and Wally, but apparently I was just screaming my face off at them. <laughs> Not so much this time. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Now I think we've all been there and done that. I remember going to watch some wrestling when I was a kid with my nan. And my nan going crazy, you know, it's sort of like typical nan swinging a handbag around. <laughs> Why is it always nan's takers? I remember my nan taking me, and I'm sure I've told the story before of when Cat Weasel's false teeth landed in my lap, and I was in the second row. He got, he got like slammed to the floor, and he just went oof, and his false teeth. The person in front of me ducked, and his false teeth landed on my lap as a kid. Uh, yeah, that was quite traumatic. I would have kept them. I would have. I would have put them in my pocket. You know what? If it's the usual thing, in it. If I knew then what I know now, I would have just legged out of the place with his false teeth yeah. and not come back. <laughs> just I don't know at how it. much they'd go for on eBay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at a picture of him. I, I've never heard of him. He looks like a fucking homeless bloke. Just yeah, he did with no teeth in. That's for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Uh, have you been up to anything else? Like I said, I know, I know I'm the same because you, you know, you've probably done loads of things over the past couple couple of months. But anything else stand out? Um, well, the only, the only thing was, well, I suppose it's more of a game section kind of thing because uh, I went to a retro arcade last week. But there will be possibly a review on the website in the next day or so, mm-hmm. couple there of days. Be. I read it today. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really good review. <laughs> I loved it. It looks amazing. The pictures that you took, it looks, what a place. It is really, really good. Really, really good. Mm. Uh, where was that? Leeds? Uh, it's in Leeds, yeah. Mm. yeah. I d- uh, Rebecca just came across this random, uh, d- 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 what do you call them? Articles, that's the thing, on the interweb. And she sent me it. And uh, yeah, uh, they've, got, uh, they've got one in Bury, uh, just outside Manchester somewhere. And they're both one up in Leeds, and it's yeah, it's like 200, 250 old arcades over over sort of two and a half floors, half half of the third floor is taken up with PCs and VR, etc. But yeah, loads of retro stuff, 70s all the way up to sort of 90s. I'd say a couple of weird, maybe newish Japanese ones, but generally, you know, all retro arcades that you could think of, pretty much there. A couple of exceptions, but there's you know, there's still space to grow into there, and um, mm, it's it's one one price in. And all the arcades are on free play, so you can stay there for as long as you want. You can go in and out because you've got a, a wrist wristband thing. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's yeah, really good, really good. Because there's some there's some good memories uh, ignited playing some of those mm. games. Definitely, definitely. Mm. What did you spend the longest on? Uh, I didn't. Do you know what? I didn't actually spend that long on that many of them because it's just like oh, I want to play that. Oh, I want to play that. Yeah. I want to play that one. But yeah, we, we, I mean, I've played it since then. But we had a we had a good. Uh, me and Rebecca had a good two-player game on Golden Axe for a while. Mm, yeah. um, you forget how much better the arcade sound is compared to like the Mega Drive version. It's, it's actually all the screaming and, and when the, when people get beaten up, it's quite brutal um, in comparison to the sort of uh, muffled chip sound of the Mega Drive. So yeah. that, that sort of took me back a bit. But otherwise, it was just like a couple of games on everything, really, to be honest. As well, mm. as many as I could get round anyway before it got really busy and started to start to smell a bit because it does when you <laughs> when you've got a couple of hundred geeks inside a, inside a building it does start to whiff a little bit which is understandable <laughs> was it busy then oh it got really really busy yeah yeah next time we go i've got a better tactic which is literally start off on the first floor first get those out of the way then then move up whereas we did a few on the first floor, then went upstairs, and I spent too long up there. By the time we got back downstairs again, there was about five times as many people that started off in there, and it's like, okay, this is pretty busy now. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot of food. But I'd rather it was busy than quiet, because oh. at least it's it's got a decent chance of surviving then. But some of the machines there, I haven't seen for I haven't seen for decades. So it's not often you come across a like one of the space harrier machines where you sit in it and it moves around. and oh, no the way. On, Thunderblade. Yeah. Yeah, all the sit-down Daytonas and Sega rallies and all of that, and it was yeah, it's amazing. Ooh, that sounds good. Did you have anybody standing next to you pl- while you were playing, watching you? Cause Not really, to be honest. That I did do one bit in the review about someone who was getting watched, um, which was actually quite, you know, really nice. But um, generally, no. Um, most people. So the first floor was really busy. That tended to be where most of the families were with the more modern stuff. And the big swishy moving cabinets, and on the second floor, it's all mainly like your proper old school, you know, like little fifteen-inch CRT monitor inside a inside an arcade cabinet with the two sticks and three buttons or whatever next to it. They there was always something free, and there was there was just the right amount of people up there, 
so people weren't you know always always watching or waiting for you so you could spend you could spend longer up there i suppose without feeling guilty not that i felt guilty anyway mm. i had to shuffle a bit when i was playing operation wolf because because it is quite quite tight in space like 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 arcades used to be if you if you got your you know your ass fully out when you're bending over playing operation wolf then you might have to <laughs> must have tuck a cheek into that fat bloke past but um <laughs> yeah but no it's it's an excellent way of spending a morning stroke afternoon definitely mm. that sounds awesome um uh have you done anything else that's probably up into a couple of zoos but you know that's i suppose i i found out that a zoo's how good a zoo is is pretty much dependent on if there's a baby orangutan or not (laughs) 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 because they just they just offer all you need from a zoo basically if you've got a baby orangutan trying to piss off the big male orangutan and picking up um like um hay and then wearing it as a wig and running around like an idiot that (laughs) don't really need to see anything else that will do you that's why the orangutans are the best apes Mm. Yes. Yeah. You like um, apes and stuff like that. Well, against your, your name on Twitter, I'm guessing. Um, well, you know, I've never, I've never fondled one. <laughs> I don't know if I want to because they, they're a bit untidy, aren't they, when you get round to their nether regions? Mm. Yeah. It's the arse as well, isn't it? I don't, you know, the, or, I, can't, I can barely figure out where their arse is. It just like John Merrick's face on the back. Tremendous. <laughs> 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 oh gosh have you have you watched anything or uh, we were talking very briefly about game of thrones so uh, did you mm. feel that the urge to sign up to a, a mission <laughs> to get them to change it like a big pussy no no I, I, I weren't overly keen on this series but i wasn't massively keen on the last one either because it felt like they'd spent seven years slowly building something mm-hmm. and then at some point they've gone oh shit we've only got 11 episodes to finish everything so in the old days where it was, uh, it'll take two weeks to get to, I don't know, the forest of the, I don't know, Bell End or whatever it's called. <laughs> and literally you wouldn't see that person in that forest for two weeks. Whereas in the last couple of series, it started to sort of um, move up to like a Michael Bay pace. So people were just fucking popping up everywhere all over. Time just seemed to shrink in it. And it's like, we've got to go to King's Landing. Bang, King's Landing. So nothing, yeah. nothing way and it yeah it was every battle was almost like oh let's outdo the last one it's just i think it just fell into a bit of a bit of a repetitive cycle in the last series like this week we've got a battle this week we haven't this week we've got a bigger battle this week we haven't and uh yeah yeah, it was it was all right but to be honest the the hardest thing to do with a show like that is to end it you'll never you'll never end it to satisfy everyone and i thought it was it was fine but it, I thought the show as a whole had kind of, bar the odd episode, which was excellent. I thought the show had dipped a bit in the in the previous couple of years, anyway. Uh, but you no, know, you see it through to the end. It's not in a Walking Dead kind of way, where it was, you know that just felt like I was watching that for ages just to see if they'd end it, and they never did, so I stopped watching. But this was, I suppose, you knew when it was going to end. So, all right, what? How are they going to do it? And um, yeah, there's there's a few shots which was like, oh look, the dragons melted the throne because it's symbolic do you know what we're saying hey hey wink nudge hey yeah, yeah, I, get, yeah. I get it i get it that's uh yeah yeah it was okay what did you think yeah similar to you i mean i kind of you know i enjoyed a few bits of it uh the, you know some of the set pieces stuff and all that kind of, i'm not going to spoil it. people have probably watched it all now dave i know you're not bothered but um you know it's some of the 
the episodes were pretty good but um similar to you it was just before there was a sense of like time and everything and now it just seems like you said just let's quick let's get it done and and sort of over with and everything um i wasn't dissatisfied with the ending particularly i know it's weird i spoke to a couple of people at work one was quite happy one was like meh it was okay then another one was really pissed off and angry about it uh so you know it's just it's one of those things isn't it? it's i've enjoyed the run whilst it's been there but anyway fuck all that shit the tv show to watch that i've i'll talk more about it in the entertainment show that has blown me away I, I, it has been chernobyl i don't mm. know if you've watched that yet i've got it but i haven't watched it yet oh fuck me it's it it, it, it dave it, it's amazing isn't it i mean it's yeah. it's five five episodes uh about an hour hour and 10 minutes per episode and it's it's probably one of the best things i've watched on tv for a long long time really tough to watch in places you know um but absolutely amazing i, I would say i'm not going to say anything well you know what happens it's not like i'm spoiling anything but just the the, the way <laughs> but you know the way it's done they all I mean, lived happily ever yeah. after <laughs> that, that that there's some harrowing stuff in there but that final episode sort of like the whole deconstruction of of what's gone on was so good um what's the lead actor's name dave who plays the sort of like i suppose one of the lead characters the the main um doctor which one? He, oh, was, um, he was Moriarty in the... Is it Richard the, uh, Harris's son? Is that him? Oh, I thought he yeah, looks... because he, like, he looks a bit like his dad, but he sounds exactly like him. You could shut your eyes and think it was Richard Harris. Yeah, uh, uh, he's absolutely brilliant. But then saying that, uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, everybody in it's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's great. It really is. Uh, Jared Harris, there you go. That's him. Um, Stellan Skarsgård's very good in it as well, but as as you know, I think everybody in it is it's a very it's a lot of British cast, isn't there? Hmm. Members, uh, but no, we'll definitely watch that, Adam. It's great. I mean, we watched it in a couple of nights, you know. So. Yeah, no, that that's my plan over the next week because uh, we've just we've just um, we've just watched all of uh, the Good Place. Oh recently. yeah, yeah. I like After that. you recommended, it. I don't know if it's the last. Entertainment show. If what I was on, or it was the one before, maybe you spoke about it and I heard it. But uh, yeah, watched watched all that, and uh, yeah. yeah. What did you think? Did you like it? Or? I did. I really liked it. Oh, cool. I want. I, it was good because I wanted a program where the episodes were short and it wasn't heavy, and it was quite breezy. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought that does a good job. And uh, um, what's his face? Ted Harris. Fucking Mom, Ted, Ted Danson, fucking Ted Harris. Good on Ted Harris. <laughs> yeah, Ted. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see Ted Harris back on television. Yes. And uh, I know he's been in other stuff, but it's not stuff I've watched, so it's really the first time I've seen him in, in a couple of decades. Yeah, same and, yeah, we, yeah, we watched that. We watched the last series of Santa Clarita Diet, which is sadly the last series of Santa Clarita Diet. Still haven't watched it yet. Um Have you but, No, I said to Dave that it's kind of like... I almost don't want to watch it because if there's not going to be another series, I mean, is there a conclusion? Is there an ending, or does it leave you hanging? That's there yeah. is a there is an ending, there but is. much like a, much like a yeah, much like a semi-aroused elephant, it does leave you hanging. Yeah. It's very <laughs> hanging. There is yeah, there is there is an ending, but they've done it in a way that they could have done another series easily. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, the last I'm, episode, oh, you've got to watch it because it's it's one of the best series. But the yeah, last yeah. episode specifically is so good. Uh, yeah. I, we, we will watch it. It's just uh, we haven't got round to it yet. It's uh, 
so but yeah i'm pissed off about that because i always thought that netflix was sort of like you know the savior of cancelled yeah. tv shows and all the fucking um, game of thrones fans pissing and moaning about the ending and they got a proper ending and then santa clarita diet just gets cut off bastards mm. Mm. never mind um so but yeah uh, uh we haven't really spoken about, about avengers endgame i know because that was that was a while ago now but still we don't um, is that after we I can't remember. I can't, I can't uh, remember. Anyway, uh, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, just yeah, a really great, was... great way to finish the, the series. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know. Uh, we'll talk more about that on the entertainment show. But, you know, consider it, what was it, the 21st or 2nd? Something uh, like that, yeah. Some like, crazy... Uh, number 20 20 let's say 21 films uh, you know it might be 22 but in in what in 10 11 years or something like it was yeah. 2008 i think um iron man came out you know uh and to, to it, I, I felt satisfied i mean i suppose whereas you know with game of thrones it was a you, you know some people were like oh it's a bit there whereas i felt like i was happy with the, the way that it, it ended um and it was it was great and yeah Really, really I think good. that's the difference. Like with Avengers, I was happy to, see, you know, once once the dust had settled, I was happy to see the little bits where you found out what each character pretty much was doing. I know it weren't much of it, but you got to say goodbye or what they, you know, they went off in their separate ways. With um, fuck, I'm my brain tonight. I've got the baking soldiers in my head when I mean Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Baking what the fuck soldiers. is going on with you? I think I know where baking comes from because you know the Great British Bake Off? Yes. You know the last episode where they crown the winner yeah. and then you get that little music and it's like duh, 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 and it shows a little window with you know, yeah. Bill is now selling mince pies to Gibbons yeah. or whatever and it is and it on... goes through them all. Yeah. yeah. That's Game of Thrones could have ended 25 minutes earlier than it did and they could have just had a little three minute montage with the little bake-off music you know <laughs> and thingy is on a boat to somewhere and they should Gandalf have or whoever because i can't think of any names you know stubbed his stubbed his toe on a fucking nail and then died of syphilis or something with the bake-off music that would have been better than the 10 minutes of Oh, this is what they're doing, and this is where they're going. Yay! This is what they're doing. I didn't need to see it all. I think they 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 could have ended. You didn't. Sometimes you don't have to see what everyone's doing. I think that's where mm. the last ten minutes of Game of Thrones fell apart. You know, I I I can. I'm not going to be upset because a reasonable character. I didn't find out you know, where they were going or what they were doing and what they were having for tea. Mm. Uh, funnily, I was talking about uh, the one character I really liked throughout the whole series is. Bron, um, is his name Jerome Flynn? Um, you know, yeah, he, his character was pointless in the last series, really. Yeah, he made you know he had one good scene where he was shagging about three prostitutes, um, yeah. but, and then you know he was kind of given a proposition to to kill Jamie Lannister and all that. Sorry, Dave, I know we've gone back to Game of Thrones, but it was like <laughs> then all of a sudden he turns up and he's then part of the fucking hierarchy in yeah. King's Landing. And he's the he's the 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 coin man or wherever you know he's the the yeah. bloke who runs all the money. What the when did that fucking happen? You know, Through and they're that all having, weird comedy scene around the table. All yeah, of a sudden. They're, all, they're all having a bit of a laugh and a joke, and he's like, what, "What's going on here? <laughs> this is yeah. this is weird." You know, it's just uh, you know, I don't know, very strange, up and down. But, but, but anyway, fuck all that bollocks. Um, so. <laughs> 
So, um, well, we, 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 Kay and I, are, we've started an epic journey. Again, I'll talk more about it on the entertainment show, which is just, I keep saying that, but it's a tease for people to listen to that as well. Because well. uh, it's great. I like teasing people. But uh, it's, um, we've, we like Law and Order, um, Special Victims Unit. We like watching things about sex crimes and rape. You know, it's just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Your ideas. Yeah, sex crimes, <laughs> rape, nuclear disasters. What a, what a happy time. Yeah, you know, kind of um, child um, molesters and all that kind of stuff. Which is, Did you say uh, child molesters or Charles molester? Ch- <laughs> <laughs> Specialist molester. Yes. Um, I don't know any Charleses, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure they have a good molesting. Anyway, um, so, yeah. We've, well, we've, Philip's uh, always been fisting Charles behind the scenes, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we, we like watching um, Special Victims Unit, and and I think you, you know if you turn on a Freeview channel or a, a, you know a whatever channel, there's there's always Law and Order on at some point on something or other. So we kind of we've we've watched it because it's an easygoing show, you know, it's on for like forty five minutes, and um, but we've decided to watch Law and Order Special Victims Unit from the very start. Now bear in mind this program started about twenty years ago, uh, so and there's I think. 20 series yeah uh pretty much and there's 22 episodes in a series or, or something like that Holy so shit. we're about halfway through series one so it's <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take us a while to get this thing with that and the, the difference between say that and like nypd blue is that um a the, the, lot of the stories with uh special victims unit or law and order are they're, they're all their own little stories whereas with nypd blue I, you know i like american cop shows there uh there was like generally a bit of a running thread and you know a bit of a soap opera type you know storyline or whatever going on so yeah um it's gonna be a while before we get a chance to watch anything else but um anyway can't remember why i brought that up so uh, dave what have you been up to you've been away to egypt haven't you yeah the podcast and website and fucking everything shut down yeah me and tina went to egypt for a week and we'd been we hadn't been abroad together for a couple of years we'd been saving up for two years and we went to egypt neither of us had ever been before. see have you two gone to egypt before i know ben i have has. been there yeah, i've been there for a couple of days only on a trip from cyprus yeah i've got to see pyramids and that kind of stuff yeah mm. we didn't do that we didn't do the pyramids we were further down in uh Haggadah. And like we, so we saved up and we, we sort of spoiled ourselves. We did this adults only, all inclusive, five star hotel. It and did look swish. It was, it was so good. It was luxury. Because normally when we go away, we like to do things and look at places and go to museums and whatever, you know, do all the local stuff. This is the first time that we've ever been away and just done fuck all, basically. You know, that sort of lounge by the pool and go in the sea and do all that kind of shit. And uh, it was so posh that the first day there, well, actually, before we got there, obviously, it was all like really posh. It was a, <laughs> it was economy flight, right? Five and a half hour flight economy. And we all know what economy flights are like. This mm. was the mm. worst flight I've ever had. <laughs> Not because of like turbulence or anything like that. I'm fine with all of that. But we got into our seats and were surrounded. I have never had this before in my life with six kids so you got the seats in front of you behind you in the other aisle that's opposite there were six kids aging in range between i'd say just a few months old to maybe less than two all of them 
but I was prepared, right? I'd got my MP3 player loaded up with podcasts, got my headphones so that would just drown out all the sound. I'd got my switch charged up. I'd got um, Pinball Effects 3 on it, marathon session on that, so I don't need to listen to any sound or anything. So I can listen to podcasts, play pinball, all good to go. What I didn't reckon on was all six kids. It was unreal. It was like, you know in a relay race where they pass the bat on to each other? This was like relay shitting between them all. <laughs> well, honestly, with with no exaggeration, one would shit and then like, you know, the parent had changed. Didn't take them to the toilets or anything, did it like there and then. And then the next one would shit and it would go through all six of them. And by the time the last one had shit itself, the first one would do it again. Honestly, <laughs> in the five and a half hour flight, I swear that a minimum four hours of it, I was just inhaling shite all the way through. It was awful. It was terrible. And I think, fuck, this flight is over. And we got there and it was really good. And like I say, the first morning, you know, we're lying there and uh, this guy comes. And he, he cleans your sunglasses for you. You're not even allowed to clean your own sunglasses. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then he come around with like fruit salads and drinks. You don't even know. You don't go to the pool bar. They bring it all for you. And we love swimming. We love going into the sea and swimming. We love going into the pool. And there was five swimming pools. There was a seawater pool, fresh water, all this kind of stuff. So we went into the biggest one. <laughs> and there was this German couple there. And they were like late 50s early 60s and all they did every time that they went into the pool was shag each other right <laughs> <laughs> now she's she'd got a bit of timber on her you know what i mean she was a bit big now obviously they, they, they've got a very healthy sex life quite obviously but the one thing that they couldn't do in the bedroom because she was you know a big girl is um i don't know i'm sure there's a name for this position in the karma sutra you're a you're an expert on the karma sutra chris <laughs> i do i do have a couple of books so well there you go so what is what's the position like where the guy stands up and the woman puts her arms around his neck and then wraps her legs around his waist it's that one the the boa constrictor the boa. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course, if they tried that in the bedroom, he would break his back. There's no way that she, you know, if she leapt on him, he'd just collapse. So every time they got in the pool, they thought, here we go. We can have a go at the boa constrictor. <laughs> so we're in the pool, and every time we went into the pool, they, they, sh they are shagging. They are literally, it didn't, when they got out of the pool, it surprised me that it resembled, like, nothing less than a 1960s lava lamp it would <laughs> huge globules of german sperm floating around everywhere lava. like fucking oh it resembled like I don't, jellyfish in the sea it was all oh, they were just they really were at it and it was every time that we went into the pool <laughs> and it was like a few days later they weren't in the pool so me and tina went for a swim and then you get talking to people you know and this woman came up to us and in the pool and she was by herself and we got talking. The very first thing she said was, thank fuck that German couple aren't in here shagging. <laughs> that, was <the> first, <laughs> that was the first thing she said. So, uh, you, do, you do know they didn't have a saltwater pool. It was just German jizz. <laughs> it, was that. it was his job to make it salty <laughs> every yeah. day. And fuck me, he certainly did. That's for sure. 
Did you not get your goggles on to confirm that there was penetration? <laughs> I did take my GoPro. I should have just, and it's waterproof. I could have taken it in there and made some sort of, you know, hardcore underwater German <laughs> Underwater German OAP swimming pool pool. Oh, now there's a niche market. I could have made a fortune <laughs> yeah. with that. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was really good. Um, we went to, there was six restaurants in the place. We went all around them. And we went into the the Mediterranean restaurant one night. And, of course, we go in, table for two, and you can pick where you want to sit. So, of course, Tina, you know, like a moth to a flame, she goes straight to this table that's covered in glitter. And it's got this heart made with um, rose petals on it. And she goes, oh, we'll sit here. And it's like, well, the waiter comes. Oh, no, that's, uh, excuse me, madam, that's for, uh, there's a couple and they're on honeymoon. That's their table. So, okay. So we sit at the table next to it. And then about 10 minutes into the meal, the couple come in and they're sort of mid to late 20s. And again, no exaggeration. They did not say a word to each other. All they did was both of them were on the mobile phones. Really? Honestly, honestly, I'm no exaggeration. Tina will back me up on it. They did not say a word. They ate and then they just sat with their phones and they were on whatever Facebook, Snapchat, whatever the fuck they were on. And they're on honeymoon, and it's like, fucking hell. what the fuck? <laughs> crazy, absolutely crazy. Mm. Surprised mm. they weren't shagging in the pool. To be honest with yeah, you, there was no room with that German couple at it. Jesus <laughs> Christ! You think, you think they'd be shagging amongst the volavants <laughs> in the buffet? That's it. Missionary in the breakfast room is all you know. Different position <laughs> for every place in the hotel. <laughs> No, it was good. It was really good. And then it was just like catching up with shit um, when we got back. Um, so, yeah, that's why there was no like podcasts for ages and the website was quiet. But I think we're sort of caught up now, which is mm. good. Mm. Uh, yeah, you had a, you went very well when you came back as well. You oh, no, that's lost... typical. Yeah, got some fucker. Here you go. So I've got shitty babies on the way there. And then on the way <laughs> back, there was this guy coughing and yosking and snotting everywhere. And I'd got to So, yeah, thanks, mate. You give me like a really bad chest infection when I got back. Yeah. Play... Oh, I'd love to fly first class. I really would. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a flight. I can't remember where we were coming back from, but we, yeah, all the fucking flight. Like, you know, somebody constantly coughing, oh, like, God. behind you, in your ear. And he's just like, Jesus Christ. You know, and you're thinking, I've got another four hours on this fucking yeah. plane. Oh, my God. And then you get somebody in front of you and they instantly recline the seat. And then the person behind you is like kicking and banging. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it, it's never pleasant, really, is it? No, never mind. Have you have you watched anything uh, to tease the listener to that you're going to talk about? The... Um, yeah, when it well when it gets to the entertainment show, I think I've only got and we haven't done one of them. I think it's like three months. It's one film, uh, but I've got some amazing documentary stuff to talk about when we get to mm. that. Yeah, and of course Chernobyl. I want to talk about that uh, as grim as it may be. Uh, yeah, but Adam, yeah, when you do watch it, I would recommend that you get something light-hearted to watch when it finishes, because yeah, don't go to bed after watching it. Watch, you know, half-hour comedy or something before you go so to bed. Will it not give me an erection? Um, <laughs> <laughs> depends on your sexual tastes, really. It could be if sort of irradiated, melting flesh is your thing. You you're going to be as oh. hard as iron. Oh yeah, that that bloke in RoboCop when he gets smashed up oh. by the car—that is an 
that, you know, that's an instant jizz. That's uh, tissues at the ready, mate. That's. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I'll um... be crying out of one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Anyway, it's uh, it's great to be back. Um, I, I haven't really got any fucking amazing time. Uh, the one thing, little rant that, that uh, you know, we went away for a few days to Blackpool. Um, you know, we just for the kids into you know, but I quite like Blackpool. There's a few things to do and stuff like that. So uh, we went to Madame Two Swords. They've got like all the Marvel characters and everything else, and uh, you know, the all the James Bonds. I'm assuming they're life size. You know kind of characters and everything else uh so that, the, the james bond's like as i say characters so obviously roger moore and sean connery they're quite tall if that's how tall they are in real life they're about six foot six foot two anyway that was just a general observation the thing that pissed me off we stayed in a hotel a holiday inn you know because uh just cheap and cheerful you're not really in the hotel much when you're away and um Anyway, we discovered when we got there that the car park was private, so you have to pay separately for the car park when you got there. So Ooh. I was thinking, okay, fuck. So anyway, it was uh, it should have been twelve pound a day, but because you were part of the hotel, they gave you a discount code, so it was half price. So it was like six pound a day. Anyway, went to the hotel. I said, okay, there's a machine outside. Uh, or you can download the app or you can phone the number and I haven't got any change so I said to the person behind the counter have you got any change so I can put some money in for the car park no we haven't got any change I was like, I'm thinking this is a fucking hotel you want no change okay <laughs> whatever went to download the app um, the, put my credit card in it got declined which I then found out a couple of weeks later they sent me an, a, a letter saying your credit card has been uh, declined because we've just de- detected some fraudulent activity um i mean it was six quid you know what i mean i was thinking what the f-? Uh, but anyway fair, so it, that didn't work so I, I ended up phoning up using my, my debit card then when i get around to paying it and they send me the bill and they said six pound for the parking 20 pence convenience charge what <laughs> i know I got it. I've heard of like you know, kind of, uh, kind of charges for using your card and stuff like that. But to call it a, a convenience charge, <laughs> it's not convenient for me to pay twenty bastard pence <laughs> to pay for bloody parking. You, oh, that pissed me off. I just think, why call it that? It's just it's like they're trolling you on purpose, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just that is on. just trying to wind you up. That that's awful. <laughs> yeah but anyway i mean i've heard of like you know kind of just you know charge for using your credit card which again is a piss take because i suppose well the shops whatever they get charged for it but i suppose they're just passing it on to you but even so it's like fuck me but still anyway um i think that's about it then shall we get on to some gaming mm, i've got yeah. some exciting stuff to talk about uh, i'm gonna t- tempt you dave i think you bloody oh, tempter you don't be was, tempting me yeah we both need to tempt her oh. tease you and tempt you oh. <laughs> I should ask join them. us david <laughs> join us join the matrix oh. Oh. oh would you join is it would you be the matrix or would you be leaving the matrix the real life's the ma- not the matrix is it so you'd be anyway i'm getting confusing myself here <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm would you be the matrix <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck i'm doing anyway e3 as well we'll talk about that in a bit um because yeah see what you guys have watched if you've watched anything at all um so we'll be back after this 
99 players. But only one reigns supreme. This is... Tetris 99. The iconic puzzle game arrives with an online experience like no other. Nintendo Switch Online members can battle for dominance in this free-to-download game. If you're attacked with garbage, attack back to defeat the other 98 players and become the sole survivor. Nintendo Switch Online members, be ready to join the fight. Tetris 99 will be available for download later today. Look forward to battling it out in upcoming online events. And we're back. Right, uh, so it seems I've just mentioned it. Have you watched this year's E3 at all? Have you watched any of the press conferences? Um, Sony not taking part this year, decided to have a year off. So, uh, you know, it's a bit, bit sad, but still, um, I guess they haven't really got much to show for this year. We know there's new consoles coming next year, uh, new Xbox, new PlayStation, so that's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, Adam, have you watched any E3? Um yeah, I've watched a fair bit. I didn't watch much live. I caught a bit of Ubisoft, uh, caught a bit of Microsoft, but uh, generally I just sort of, um, and a bit of Nintendo, but generally just sort of caught up um, as and when I could be bothered. Um, the last couple of years when Sony have been there, I've been a bit of a fucking sad bastard and got up and watched it. Um, yeah. But uh, this this year I thought, well, it's like you said, I don't think there'd be anything huge really announced i did i thought microsoft would talk a little bit about their next console because sony released a little bit of info but we weren't going to see anything major about them i don't think till the end of the year to be honest so uh, yeah i didn't think you kind of know pretty much what's coming out for the rest of this gen i think so and most of it was was already known so mm. Mm. what about you dave yeah, the only one I watched live was the EA Sports bit. And then in that, it was only the bit about Madden in the vain hope that they might put head coach mode back into it, which they didn't, the bastards. So they can stick that up their arse. I'm not buying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, but the rest of Madden. it... Madden. Yeah, Madden. Madden, Madden, that, Madden that, 20. The that's other... that girls' rugby game, isn't Get it? Get away with you, even. <laughs> <laughs> I shall ignore that attempt to try and wind me up, good sir. <laughs> now, the rest of it I caught up with, like I guess a lot of people do, on YouTube and sort of skimmed through stuff till I found anything that interested me. And to be honest, there wasn't loads that really interested me last year. It's like you said, Adam, I think most of the stuff, because we're getting to that tipping point or the next consoles are coming out next year that we know, you already sort of know what's on the horizon you know, for the next 12 months incoming. So there was no real big surprises. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought I watched the Microsoft one live because I went round Wayne's uh, house and we watched it together because we held hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, that was that was all right. I, you know, I thought they did a decent job, you know, kind of getting people excited for the new console. You know, like you said, that's I kind of wanted them to show off a bit more of their streaming stuff. But, you know, uh, that that's uh, oh, there, there's that the Google Stadia as well. That was sort of announced uh, or there was yeah. a little thing beforehand. Are you excited or interested in that at all? No, no. Streaming, anything that relies yeah. on the internet, especially where we live, you're screwed. You know, if if your connection goes down, and even when ours does work, it's not amazing. 
So no, I'd much rather have like a physical disc or, mm. you know, it's yeah, downloaded onto my hard drive. Anything that relies on streaming is just a gamble. And also that's, you know, they can take it away at any point too, can't they, you know? Yeah. And the fact they're asking, was it 15 quid a month? And then you still buy games as well, is it? I don't get it. No. I don't get it. I just like to, yeah, buy a disc, put it in the machine wait a while for the massive patch to download yeah. but then at least i can play it yeah 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 I, I must admit when i saw it um i was kind of excited for it and i think this sort of the, the idea of it is is quite cool like, like you know it's sort of being able to play games 4k 60 frames a second and i think they're trying to blind you a little bit with all of that but then all the little fine print and the little sort of like small print is yeah but you need a, at least a 35 meg download connection which uh, i mean i've got that i've got virgin media but it's yeah i'm still uh, i must admit i have pre-ordered one just because i'm kind of curious but I, I think i may cancel it between now and then anyway so just to see what the reports are um so but we'll see anyway i just, uh, I just think the, the microsoft stuff will offer better um crap value over time because the, the, the Microsoft service looks decent. Their Game Pass and the way they're doing the X Cloud, whatever the fuck it is, that could be a decent service. And I think sooner or later, Sony will pull the trigger on theirs as well. Mm, I hope so. And, and it'll probably work properly because I'm assuming that's why Sony and Microsoft have kind of got into bed a little bit with each other, haven't they, for um, streaming and services and whatnot. They're, they're doing a bit of, bit of work together, which I think is probably, they're probably looking at Google and thinking, Google are fucking massive, um, but they, they don't have the games we've got. So, you know, we'll, we'll maybe work together in the background. You, I don't think you'll ever see, you know, it's not not a case of them working together and having one console. But, you know, you, if you share a bit of technology, it's never a bad thing. So I think they're probably uh, helping each other out a bit just to, just to stave off uh, Google maybe in the future a bit. Because I don't think, I think for the new consoles, I don't think there'll be that much in it between the two. Mm. When, when they come out and i think it will be down as a preference of whose games you prefer to be fair yeah, yeah uh, i'm with you on that because th- they do both seem quite similar um so but yeah um what i was going to say so I, I quite like that like you said the game pass stuff the game pass the, for pc the ultimate sort of uh game pass so you get your gold membership and game pass as well i mean game pass is fucking awesome it really is there's so many games on there and the choice i mean they, they just recently added the uh, metro exodus which you know i wanted to play that uh so i've, I've uh got a, and they're, they're doing like a special offer for a pound so um I've, I've got it on the pc just to try it out just to sort of you know and you can download those games as well they're not just sort of streaming games so that's yeah. cool um but no i thought they did a decent job i think i've watched a bit of the nintendo one i must admit that i did have a switch but obviously but there was nothing in there that kind of made me think i really want to go out and buy a switch again kind of waiting for next year because i reckon that they'll probably announce a re a, you know a new sort of version of a switch because if there's new consoles coming, you think they're going to have to do something to try and beef it up a bit. But then saying that, The Witcher Three's just been announced, which mm. is mental. Yeah, um, that's crazy. That. So, so we'll see. But well, I, yeah, they, they dance to their own tune, don't they? Nintendo. They'll, they'll, I think they'll do a revision next year. Um, but like, if you look at the 3DS, I know they upgraded the internals of that a little bit over through its lifetime, but nothing that really made much of a difference. So. I think they will. They'll, they'll release a, a new model of it where they'll they'll probably bump it up a little bit so that the um, portable performance will basically match the dock performance. I would have thought, and maybe upgrade the screen to a 1080p screen 
them. But beyond that, I can't see them doing too much to it. I don't think they need to. Mm. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think everybody's flocking to get, put, get their games on the Switch aren't they, at the moment anyway. So, um, like you said, they don't really need to panic too much with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like I haven't watched any of the Ubisoft stuff. So I haven't watched any of the Bethesda. Um, so I've no idea. I didn't watch EA. But it's weird because how things change, how times change. Because like you, Adam, a couple of three years ago, um, I'd stay up like all night and watch everything you know what i mean mm. um so it has changed i think uh you know kind of i just i don't think it's because i'm not that interested it's just i've got other priorities or i'm happy to just kind of wait for the game to come out rather than you know well, i suppose if if sony had been there i may well have done because like i said it's it's my main console i've got that in the switch so you know the xbox I'm, I'm, i want xbox to do well i'm interested in what they do because if xbox if Microsoft pushes Sony or vice versa, then it's it's better for everyone. So you know, I've always got interest in, in what the other one's doing. I don't think I need all the consoles. Uh, and I generally prefer the, the the exclusives that Sony have put out this generation have, have been far, far superior. So if they had have been there and then they said, oh, it's a bit more Last of Us 2 or, or whatever else they've got coming, Ghosts of Tsushima or those games, I probably would have watched that. But you know, they'll do their own event in September or something like they normally do, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so there you go. Uh, right, Adam, you've got a fucking boatload of games to talk about, haven't you? I think. Um, so shall we? I need to find a list. There shall we go. take it in turns again, like we did? Oh, pardon me, with the entertainment show, because uh, quite like that. Yeah. Anyway, so how, it, how many have people got? I mean, I, I, some of mine don't have to be massive because there's other mediums you can learn about said games. Uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got five. I've got four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Adam. Okay. How many have you got? Right. I've got 11. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, 11. Although some of them won't take long, to be fair. Um, I don't know where to start now. Um, I might move that cluster downwards because it might go together with something that chris is going to say if i bypass the left hand side route of that particular part <laughs> of the list then i can probably converge there to produce i'm talking out loud aren't i right um uh, yeah let's all right we'll go with the switch first um i joined the nintendo online thing for three months Ooh, yeah uh, uh, i think it's like seven quid uh, for three it's only 18 quid for for a year but I don't play multiplayer on there, and I was just intrigued by the whole uh, the NES games on there because Becca wanted to play the original Zelda. So we, we, there was a free trial, so we joined up to that. Um, she played a bit of Zelda, and then we got into um, Super Mario 3, and then between us we've completed that, um, which was good. Uh, thank fuck for save states because that game's fucking hard late on. Because mm. I don't think... He, I've. The only 2D Mario game we completed was... Well, the new Super Mario Brothers on the Switch, we completed that. And before that, the only one I completed was Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. And, yeah, I don't think I've ever played really past the second world. So I thought, well, that's that's one of the better NES games on there. Because, let's be honest, uh, most NES games are pretty shit. Reality. <laughs> <laughs> They they don't age well. Some of them they're horrendous. Mm. But Mario Three is quality, so that that that's age that's age well. It still plays like a Mario game. Uh, looks a bit scruffy. Uh, the NES has its own sprite issues, so things flicker and pop in and out. But for a NES game, it looks really good, and it's a really good 
it's a really good Mario. So we completed that. See, I, just talking about that, I never had a NES when I was a kid because like, the NES to me was like an American thing. I, I don't I know many people who had NESs, you know, but I had a Sega Master System. And I, looking at screenshots, and maybe it's just kind of the nostalgia part of me, I always thought the Master System looked, the games looked better, more colourful, sort of yeah. less, less sprighty. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know. I think it, yeah, I think in some way it may have done. I mean, in reality, they were both pretty crap. But, uh, sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> Just shat all over my childhood. That's fine. Yeah. But no, so yeah, we were, I played a few of the NES games. But the other thing that comes with uh, when you join the Switch Online thing is Tetris 99. Oh, yeah. that's uh, Is that that Battle Royale thingy? Yeah. Um, turns out then, in the last 12 months, we've probably had the two best versions of tetris ever released because mm. you've got uh tetris effect on vr which is amazing and this tetris 99 is fucking addictive and fantastic um so it is bog standard vanilla tetris um so you've got your your um my fucking world. what what would you call that bit in tetris where the blocks drop down the playing field? Or? That'll do. You've yeah. got your playing field in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but then either side, you've got like like 40, 40 mathematics. You've got 40-something screens on either side, little tiny little versions. Um, um, that is a little representation of every other person because it is, it's a, it's one game of Tetris with 99 people, and uh, if you, you know if you're if you get all the way to the top and stuck, then you're out of the game and you get ranked, and it goes down all the way to people who get to first and they're fucking weird and too good at Tetris. Mm. Um, when you start the game up, you've got a little option with the right thumbstick, and it tells you what's going to happen to when you clear lines and they turn up on someone else's screen. You can kind of pick and choose roughly where they're going to go. So you can have it, so when you dump stuff, uh, get rid of your lines and they bugger off somewhere else, you can have it just go to random players. Um, or you can have it go to the people who are attacking you, which is all done at random, because um, mm. it, it shows the little screens, little lines coming to the bottom of your screen, showing how many people are attacking you with, with their with their gameplay. And it could be one, or it could be up to, like, if you're really unlucky, you can end up with four people attacking you straight away, which, you know, statistically is a bit of a shag. Um <laughs> It's, it's yeah, that's got gets quite hard. Um, or you can go for knockouts, so people who are in danger, you can dump all your stuff on them, so they they get knocked out, which should give you a higher position. Or you can, I'm a bit confused by this one. It's called badges, and I think that could be that you are attacking the highest ranked per people in the game at the time, because as you play and progress, you get little badges attached to your name, I think, and you can attack them. So a lot of people might go for that. So someone might be really good at it, but they might have loads of people attacking them straight away in order to try and get them out of the game. It gives you a better chance of winning. And yeah, it, it just plays like Tetris, um, but it plays a really good game of Tetris and it gradually gets quicker as you go through you know, your positions. When you, when you get to 50 players left, you get a warning. Then when you're in the final 20 and then the final 10, I've 
I think fourth is my best. Fourth or fifth is my best position. Yeah, but it's really, it's really quick. That's only happened like once. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It, time of day. There's times of day you don't play because it's full of Japanese players. And <laughs> there's, there's nothing racing that. Just by God, they're better at Tetris than everyone else. So I might average about 80. If there's lots of Japanese names in the in the plane at the time, I'm knackered. But if, if, if you go on a Sunday afternoon or something, it tends to be a bit easier. But it's just a really addictive way of playing Tetris because you can see those fuckers are attacking me, so I'll just attack my attackers. So you have like these little grudges, but you can choose at any point during your game to change your method of attack. So if you've noticed that two of the people who are attacking you have gone out, then you can then do it to randoms, or then you can target weaklings. It's all like a like a little bully, but it's a really really good good simple game of Tetris, and very addictive. Mm. Mm, sounds cool. I'm so, how come it's just on the Switch? I mean, is it? Uh, it's not exclusive, is it? It's Tetris has been on fucking everything, hasn't it? This this version is a, is exclusive to that, yeah. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it is just well. Yeah, here's the weird thing: if if you're signed up to uh, the Nintendo Online service, it's free while you're joined. They have added a single player offline mode, but you have to pay eight quid for that. All right, okay. That's a bit backwards, but I don't really see why you'd even need it because. I don't have any connection to anyone playing it, but it's good to, you know, it's good to have another 98 people playing Tetris at the same time. And to, it is quite addictive to see how far up the leaderboard you can get. You know, you mm. do consistent. It does teach you to be better at Tetris quite well because you, some games you could be put under pressure. I'm sure some fuckers are cheating though, because um, sometimes my screen fills up within about 10 seconds of starting. I barely put four blocks down the screen. And there's people firing Tetris at me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Japanese, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds good. I have heard good things about that. Um, it is excellent. Hmm. Uh, you, Dave, you mentioned you got a Switch. Have you not tempted with that? No, I mean, when I said, you know, I took the Switch on the plane, it was the first time that I turned it on 10 months, maybe, I've got to admit. Yeah, I do like 99% of my gaming it's on the PS4. Uh, but it was really good to have the Switch. It's sort of... Uh, give me a little nudge to to play with it a little bit more and i know there's a big sale going on at the moment isn't there on the switch mm. store yeah so i do want to turn it on and have a look at what's on sale and i think that will get me back into a bit of switch gaming too mm. Mm. awesome awesome um shall i go next mm. yeah cool uh right well since we last spoke believe it or not um I have completed and Spider-Man, and I know you're playing through it at the moment, aren't you, Adam? So, yeah. Dave, you've you've completed it as well, so we you know we can all talk about it. But uh, no spoilers, obviously. I'm not going to talk about the story as such. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I wrote a review of what I thought about it, and I really loved it. I, you know, um, it, so it's. The, I'm trying to think if I played this other Spider-Man games, um, other than sort of like retro-y ones, like, you know, that were on the Mega Drive. I, I don't think I've played like any of the ones that were on the PS2 or um, the PlayStation, you know, the, 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 those kind of games. But this is by Insomniac, and I really like their games. I mean, the, la the last one I played of theirs, uh, Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation, was great as well, um, which I know is a remake, but still I thought they did a brilliant job of that. Um, and Sunset Overdrive I, I quite liked as well, um, you know. So and I generally quite like what they do. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, I'd heard nothing but good things about this. So, and it's, I think I said maybe I mentioned it because I'd probably just started it when during the last entertainment show, um, was that it's kind of, you know, you, you, people say, oh, it's a really, really good game, you know, and, and sometimes you can be disappointed because it's, it, you know, people build it up. Mm. But this is as good as I think, you know, people have said it is. Um, you know, I, t- I totally agree with you, Dave. It's it's open world games. You play Spider-Man, obviously, you know, there's there's sections in it where you play as Peter Parker and, you you know, you've, you've got a story. Um, the, the world opens up. It doesn't overwhelm uh, you with stuff to do immediately. It kind of slowly introduces stuff, which, you know, as for me anyway, I, I'm a bit OCD with games like that. So when it introduced, say, I don't know, take photographs of landmarks um, uh, throughout the New York, I just went off and did that I, rather than sort of like do a bit of a mission, then I, you know, do, do a bit of that while I'm on the way to the mission. I just went off and did it all because that's kind of like the, the OCD part of my brain. I just That's exactly yeah. how I've played it. <laughs> yeah. So, and and, it, and so, I mean, some of the stuff is better than others. You know, there is uh, some of it that that's a bit samey, like some of the, the missions, the side missions, but then there's things that you can do around the town, like you can, you know, stop crimes, you know, and you can go into bases and you can take over the bases you earn credits to upgrade stuff upgrade your weapons upgrade your um your suits you know upgrade your attacks all that kind of stuff so that's all you know it's in terms of an open world game it doesn't really do anything different to it to a lot of open world games that you may have played other than the fact and that this is really obvious in saying it but it's the the draw of being Spider-Man and the swinging around the town. Now you can you can fast travel to locations once you've been there and you've you know opened it up and everything else. But there's something about the swinging mechanic that they've totally nailed. You know you sort of use the the um, the triggers to sort of like swing, spin a web, and then you know you get your momentum and then you let go and then you click on the trigger again and, and away you go. And it's so much fun. It it is so much fun just to sort of get around new york and doing different things the the graphics in it are mind-blowingly good i mean this it's, it looks amazing you know i've been, i was playing it on playstation 4 pro uh, on a 4k tv and it just looked amazing there's bits in it where you sort of like yeah you're sitting on the, a ledge and you just look around <laughs> the city and it's yeah. just you just think fuck me this this looks almost photorealistic. The way that they've kind of, I'm going to say it all digital foundry now, they, the way that they kind of like the, the motion blur of the, the way that the, the sort of the city like kind of almost, it, it just flows and it look like looking into the distance and the way that it kind of like it then refocuses back on you and everything else. It just looks so good, like the swinging and everything else. Um, the fighting mechanic is, as you would expect, similar to, you know, batman uh games it, it's i don't think it's as quite as rhythmic as those uh but it's kind of similar in as much as you've got attacks counters uh you can un- unleash spe- specials uh send your, uh you know s- swedish then uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh 
you can unlock you know you've got special attacking things like your suits have specials you know i similar i think similar to you dave i uh, i tended to stick to one thing rather than experiment with lots of different things yeah. like uh there's one where you click in your your triggers or your sticks um yeah analog sticks to activate it and i think it just basically it electrocutes everybody around you and when mm-hmm. you punch somebody it electrocutes them that was yeah. the easiest that's w- what i use as well Me too, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it's good because it disables their weapons as well so it's like yeah. it's great it's just and, and it lasts for you know probably sort of 10 to 15 seconds and and in that time you can take out quite a lot of the bad guys again it's very similar to the batman games you have uh, enemies of different abilities you have to use different attacks on certain enemies so like with a shield uh, enemy once you upgrade your character you can sort of like spin a web and pull the shield away from him but what you'd have to do is like punch him a couple of times then dodge underneath his legs and then hit him from behind so it's it I suppose if you boil it down, it's not a very original game. And, it, you know, if you, if you put it next to, say, the Batman games, which I suppose is its closest uh, comparison for me in terms of it's a superhero game, you know, and a lot of the gameplay is similar. If you the later Batman games, particularly like, say, Arkham City, where, you, you know, you've got a city that you can explore. There's lots of things you can collect and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's not very original. But it is so well executed and it's so well made. And, you know, it's just it was just a joy to play. It really was. I, I loved it from start to finish. I did similar to you, Dave. I did 100 percent of everything because um, I just wanted to. Uh, it was just a really fun game. And the story as well uh, is it's, it's very touching in in places. Um, again, no spoilers. But, yeah, there, there was there's a couple of moments where you kind of. Oh, I've got a bit of a lump in my throat. This is a video game. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it really, really good. Uh, you know, going back to the graphics, it's very, you know, the facial animations in it were so good. It just looks, looks incredibly lifelike, you know, and recognize some of the actors in it. Um, the guy who plays um, Norman Osborn. I've seen him in movies before. He is uh, Drake in Aliens. People probably remember him, um, and he's been in a few of the movies. I can't remember the, his name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, uh, overall fantastic. You know, um, re- some really clever sections in it as well. Um, you know, where you sort of like take over different characters, and there's a few stealthy bits and and all that kind of stuff. I have played the DLC as well, but I'll talk about that. I'll I'll let other people chip in there. I know Adam, so you've you've been playing it. So how far are you into it? I'm about, I think, about 78 to 80 percent. Mm. So I've okay. got a fair way through it. Yeah. Uh, it, but yeah, I, I basically agree with everything you said. I mean, as far as the, uh, as far as the citywide traversal of a, a superhuman protagonist goes, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it, that, it's it, much... Go on. Yeah, I was going to say no. The, the, the swig, the swigging is is. It's excellent and how quickly you get to learn it. So at the start of the game, you're literally, you will just be swinging down the street and round the buildings. And then really quickly, you start to get into the rhythm of it. And then you, you're looking for like, oh, you, you, know, you start pinging across rooftops and um, catapulting yourself off perch points to get across lower rooftops quicker and then swinging between gaps. And, and shooting between them and you start finding all the little shortcuts and shorter routes around this like grid system essentially because that's like american roads and uh yeah it's fantastic the, mm. the, the it is the getting around the world is what it is what it brings to the the 
the party, I think, as as much as anything. Mm. Like you said, the rest of it's not particularly original, but as far as getting around goes, it's uh, that's probably the best. It's probably the best out of, out of any open world game I've played. Just just the joy of moving. Because mm. when you when you do go to the ground, it's it's pretty cumbersome. So yeah, you don't walk around. You don't want to walk around. You do. You want to zip and swing everywhere as quickly as you can mm. and the music's great in it as well uh yeah. you know the, the score kind of really captures the you know you, you sort of the the essence of swinging around it's very similar to the avengers theme music mm. f- from uh from the movies um so yeah thumbs up massive thumbs up for me i, I really really enjoyed it so uh and i like the way that the city changes as you progress as well it reminded me a lot of um infamous second son um in in a lot of ways you know you Sort of, you know, got a character and uh, he develops his abilities and his skills and everything. He can get around the world different ways, you know, and like kind of stuff. Like running up the side of a skyscraper is just fucking awesome, you know. <laughs> so good. So it's, go. it's basically free movement. There's no obstacles really because you can. You've got whatever moves you need to counteract almost anything that could potentially stop you moving quickly. So it's it's just really really well done. Hmm. Yeah. The um. I know you had a few issues with the boss battles and stuff, didn't you, Dave? But, I mean, I, I didn't really have any major problems with any yeah, of them. Yeah, there was just one in particular, but then that was one. I think I tried it like about half a dozen times and then threw a hissy fit and turned it off. And then the next time I turned it on, it was like first time I did it. It was, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those. Yeah. Um, do you remember to like press down on your D-pad to get a little boost of energy? To, uh, if you know, you... I played over half the game. I didn't know about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I um, I died a few times, mainly when I was getting overwhelmed with sort of like the, the horde mode type yeah, situations. Yeah. Gang uh, hideouts or something, they can be a bit tricky at times when you get yeah. waves of them coming at you. And and you get all sorts, like, you know, you get the sort of the heavy dudes, then the minigun dudes, then the rocket launcher dudes, mm. and, they're, and they're just like constantly, you know, kind of shag you from all holes. Um, so, but um, no, there you go. Uh, Dave, your name. Mm. Right, well, I think we're all at an age where sort of gaming time isn't what we'd like it to be or what it used to be. So I always like to have at least one game that you can just switch on and if you've got 10, 15 minutes, you know, you get a satisfying experience and you've made a bit of progress and you can carry on. So the last one I did was Far Lap, spelt P-H-A-R, Pahar Lap. Which apparently far lap, far lap, far P- far lap, far lap, uh, horse racing ha, ha, game, far 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 lap, uh, yeah, horse racing game. I have got no interest in horse racing whatsoever. Uh, so I think it <laughs> says a lot that, and I'm not a trophy hunter by any means, but uh, Spider Man, I platinumed and I platinumed this as well. It, it's so addictive and it is like i said at the beginning it's one of those you get 10 15 minutes you can go in you it's split into different parts you you're in with this horse stable you train horses you breed horses and you race horses you also upgrade um your training facilities uh you're everywhere everywhere to do with it but they're, they're the main thing three things is is racing and um training oh and you can buy horses as well graphically it's a bit shit um it's it's really bare uh you don't you could even 
complete, I'd say, three quarters of the game and not actually race a horse yourself. You can put it onto auto control. Once you've built up so much money, you can pay for other jo uh, AI jockeys to race for you. Uh, and I took advantage of that a few times. It can be a bit of a grind. You get to a certain point to it and it does become a bit of a grind, but that's where you pay for jockeys to do you know, the racing for you. It's just got that x factor you know that magical thing that keeps drawing you back into it and for me like i say not being a trophy hunter to actively go and say i want to platinum this i want to do everything that you can do in the game like i did with spider-man even mm. though there's like zero similarities between this and spider-man if you're the person that doesn't get a lot of time for gaming and ignore the fact that it's about horse racing. Like I say, I've got no time for horse racing whatsoever. It just clicked with me. It really did. And uh, yeah, t take a look. I picked it up on um, the PSN store. I think it was it was like under 20 quid because like, that's my price point. So it's definitely going to be cheaper now. Mm. Mm. If you've got no interest in horse racing, why did you buy a horse racing game? It's because, okay, it's... Um, at Yellowbug69 uh, on Twitter, he's he's become my enabler of video games, and he's recommended so many. I've got into this. I got into uh, Hunter: Call of the Wild because of him. I picked up uh, oh, what's the new indie hockey game? Blood is it Blood Hockey or something like that? Because of him. Uh, I found that I've got real, real similar tastes in video games to him. So he'll say, oh, I'll pick this up and I'll recommend this. And then I'll pick it up and I get sort of addicted to it. <laughs> so I just blame him. It's all his fault. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've just got to look at a, a trailer for this and it's asking me to, me to put my date of birth in. Is there any filth in there, Dave? Well, you do, have to, well, you do breed horses. horses. Yeah, it's like... You know, anybody, it's it's not like Mr. Hands, if anybody's familiar with that. It's not that kind of breeding with horses. And if you're not familiar with that, do not type in Mr. Hands horses into Google, especially <laughs> if you're at work. Do not do that. Well, uh, I'm intrigued, but I don't want to do it. What is it? What is that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, well, let's just say it's a guy that used to like to get shagged by horses. And there's videos of it graphically <laughs> happening. <laughs> And and the screams of pain as a horse enters his anus will never be forgotten. So don't do it. <laughs> Just logistically, how did he do that? Just curiously. Not that I'm okay. Try so these. Oh my God! Here's a rabbit hole. Well, here's, here's a gaping <laughs> arsehole, Actually, it's um, the, there is one video out there allegedly uh, oh, yeah. that shows him uh, bent over with his. Uh, with his buttocks showing to a horse and that his friend arouses the horse and guides the horse into Mr. Han's um, bottom, much to the much to the delight and pain of Mr. Han's. <laughs> so, yeah, thankfully, that's that's not a mini game in Far Lap, though. <laughs> no, I'm good about that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, oh, well, there you go. That's a nice. That's a good recommendation. For, yeah. That only came out this year, twenty second of March. Mm, it's really good. Mm, but again, fantastic. I don't know why. Everything about it, it looks shit. There's not a great deal of gameplay. 
and it's just yeah it just had that magic x factor for me that kept me going back to it mm, mm. cool hey there spider long time no see miss me felicia catch me if you can Adam, back to Hello. you. Hello. Yeah, um, played through Life is Strange series two, episode three, uh, which came out. Um, I think I mentioned the others again. I can't go into much, much plot for anyone who's playing out there, who or who hasn't played it. Uh, but it continue, continues the story of Daniel and Sean as they make their way across the country um, while trying to keep Daniel's secret for one uh, I say secret because that's not a spoiler um yeah it's um it's another life is strange game um and I don't mean that to sound like it's like it's nothing um it it was a pretty good episode um there's some half decent choices in it uh the character you know, the main two characters are you know they they're well written characters they're well acted and you know you're interested in their story it's still suffering a bit for me in comparison to the first series um that you meet another group of characters in this episode because the two main characters are moving around uh, america from one place trying to get to mexico then you seem to be changing like all the supporting cast every episode mm. which means that they're not growing uh, you know obviously because they're only there for one episode whereas what i liked about the first series of life is strange was is that some of those characters fleshed out quite well over the over the five episodes whereas that is kind of missing in this so far. Um, but no, it, it's telling a good story. And the relationship between the two brothers is really good. And I still can't, I can't see where they're going to go with it or what the outcome will be yet. Um, so, and when you go, when you finish the episode and you, there's all the choices um, that people have made, all the choices, you know, that splits up each decision into percentages. There's things that happen, which I, which I didn't even think would be an option. Um, outcomes between the two brothers and you're like really how the, how the hell did they get them to do that so there must be you know some quite significant attitude changes in certain characters between between the episodes depending on how you treat them which is quite interesting but, but no it's i think when we first played this one we were a little bit disappointed me and rebecca we played it at first it was only after i heard other people talking about it and i was thinking yeah, do you know what? No, it was pretty good. It, it's it's been a weird series. It's been a bit like that the whole way through. It's only once you think about it afterwards, it kind of hits you that it's it's it is really really good. But yeah, actually during the act of playing it, you don't get the same moments, or I don't get the same moments. I did a series one where it was like, wow, fucking hell. As you were playing it, it's only afterwards. So it's a bit of a weird one that it's kind of it's better on reflection than it is actually playing it, which is a mm. bit strange. Mm. you know you say you play it together um with yep. your girlfriend do mm-hmm. what do you do when you have to make a choice or a critical decision then i mean who who, do you, who makes the choices is it you or what do you argue over it or i think it, it just depends who's got the controller at the time it's like i'll say what do you want to do and she'll say what she thinks and then to be honest half most of the time it um it's the same because it seems to be if you if you're trying to do if you're trying to play the character a certain way, then one choice seems to be more in line with what 
what I'm thinking that they should be doing rather than the other way. But it does throw the odd one in where you might have to sit there and think about it for a few minutes. And that there was one at the end of this episode where we had to have like a five minute talk first to possibly discuss what the outcomes might be of each, each decision. Cause there's, there's three ways it could go. Mm. And they were all just about blank enough that it was really hard to figure out exactly what the repercussions might be. And as it turned out, the repercussions for it weren't great, but I think they could have been worse. But we, yeah, we, we generally agree. And if, if, if we don't, then we just have to talk until someone wins or I press one of, one of the buttons in the end. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dictatorship-led democracy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Um, you kind of, but you're, you're kind of enjoying it then. From oh, what no. that's what I mean. Don't get me wrong. I, it sounds like I'm coming across negative. I'm not. I'm really, really enjoying it. But it's just not. A, I, I instantly enjoyed the last series straight away as soon as I played it, or while I was playing it. It's only after thinking about what happened in each episode, I'm thinking, yeah, that was that was pretty fucking good actually. Mm. Whereas if you asked me straight away, it was like, uh, it was all right. And it, it no, it's a, it's a lot better than all right. But um, mm. I still think that the first series, so and the um, before the storm uh, as well, were probably better than this at the moment. But this still has the potential to to go completely off the fucking rails, um, mm. really, and go mad, which could which could make the whole thing tremendous. But I, yeah, I ain't got a clue where it's going at all. Mm. Where does that Captain uh, Underpants episode, Captain where it's called? <laughs> <laughs> where, where does that fit in with this? Captain Spirit. Uh, That's the one, yeah. Yeah, that plays into episode two. Oh, okay, fair enough. All yeah. right, because that was free as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, there's things that happen in episode two that 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 are to do with that, and then you could affect things that happen within Captain Spirit from an ep- from episode two of this as well. So. Okay, fair enough. Um, right, I'll go next. Back to Spider-Man, because uh, when I finished the main game, I then went and played the DLC straight away, um, which is called The City That Never S- Sleeps, and it's split into three uh, sections. So you've got The Heist, Turf Wars, and Silver Lining. Um, they're all about two uh, and a bit hours probably each to finish, I'd say. I mean, very similar structure to the main game that, you know, there's side missions and crimes that you can, you know, stop and everything else. It kind of fleshes out some of the characters that featured briefly in the main game. So you've got Black uh, Cat. Um, there's a new bad guy in it called Hammerhead, who I must admit I'd never heard of before. Uh, then you've got Silver Sable, who featured in the, the main game. Um, uh, Dave, you, did you you, you played the DLC. What, what did you think of it? No, I enjoyed them. I think the worst part of the DLC and the main game is, what's the name of the female character in her challenges? Oh. oh that gets um, really annoying. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what was her. It? What was it? <laughs> Screwball. That's Screwball. it. That, that, for me, was by far the worst part. I think if they do a sequel, and I'm pretty sure they will, please just don't put them in. They were just annoying. And I only did them um, just because I wanted to do everything and see everything. And But again, that's, that sort of says how strong the game is, that even at its weakest point, I really wanted to do it. So, mm. you know. Yeah, I think for me, maybe because I just finished the main game and then went straight into it. Um, like, similarly, I, I did. I still did everything. I did 100% of it. But 
the DLC doesn't really do anything different and no. i think this the story could have gone in a slightly different direction which may have made it more interesting which i can't say too much about or if anything at all because it then it kind of uh you know it gives away stuff from the main game so um it'd be interesting to see, you know hear what you think adam because i'm assuming you've got the dlc as well um no no i haven't got the dlc um because no, uh, becca bought me spider-man on disc for no reason at all so I was like, mm, thank you very much. And I don't know, I, mm, I don't know if I want to do the DLC yet, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not it, sure. It's one of those. I mean, I would say um, if you see it on sale, then definitely mm. pick it up. But it yeah. doesn't really do anything different, and uh, there's there's nothing particularly, you know, in, <laughs> I say interesting. It's kind of just more of the same, yeah. but not. It just doesn't feel as as like they've committed to it as much you know it, it does feel a little bit sort of um a little bit tacked on and it's a bit safe you know what i mean so yeah, they, they could yeah. have done something that set it up more for the sequel but um still you know it, you, you enjoy spider-man oh, i'm yeah. sure you know you, it's good. you will enjoy it yeah i enjoyed but, it um, i think i think one thing to do though is if you are going to do it i wouldn't leave it too long after you finish the main game I think you do need to still be familiar with the controls because you know what it's like when you go from one game to another to another and then you sort of lose that muscle memory. Yeah. Because of the way that Spider-Man plays, it's good to play it while you're still familiar with how you can, you know, whip around all the buildings and and fight people and you know exactly what you're going to press. Whereas if you came back to it after two or three games down the line, I think you'd struggle again and, and probably not enjoy it as much. Yeah. I think that's that. I mean, that, that's the thing. See, when I first started playing Spider-Man, and because it throws so many different things at you, like mm. in terms of moves and everything else, you think, fuck me, how am I going to remember all this shit? <laughs> but it's, you know, after about an hour or so, you do kind of get it because uh, it's quite overwhelming. That sort of initial, you know, when you you're attacking the kingpin and everything else. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's a. Again, similarly to, I suppose what you're saying, it's it's about life is strange. It's good, but it just I think I probably wanted a bit more from it. Um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, pick it up if it's on if it's cheap. I think it's you know you can generally there's generally on sale. So. Yeah. Um, Dave, back to you. What mm. you got? Uh, very late to the party with this one, and I know this is one Chris that you started and you you dropped out of it. I'm not sure if you're going to go back to it. Uh, Diablo three on the PS4 and mm. i've got that and never played it <laughs> you know what it's i've had it for so long it's been one of those that's just sat there and sat there and sat there and i played diablo 2 to death on the pc way back when and for some reason i forget what game i'd finished and i thought you know what i'm gonna give it a go and instantly it like it hooked me it's one of those it's it's a third person hack and slash dungeon crawler and it's all about it's all about the loot basically it's all about finding gold spending the gold on new equipment finding new equipment and it's that constant oh i've found a better sword or i've found a better magical spell that i can use to kill the baddies and it's only five acts long the main campaign is five acts acts long and i completed it i don't know 10 12 hours something like that it doesn't take mm. too long but that's just scratching the surface of what you do because then you can you just like this adventure mode there's this new season thing that you can do which they're apparently they're into season 17 already <laughs> the content that you get for it 
So it was like, oh, I finished the game. Well, yeah, I finished the campaign, but I've done, I don't know, 10% of what you can actually do within the game. You can just keep going. Uh, you can keep upgrading your whatever character you pick through, I think I picked an enchantress for a change. Normally I go for like melee and just twatting people with a big sword, but I thought I'll play it a bit differently and use spells. Uh, you can play through, of course, the campaign in, with all the different characters, but then this adventure mode, and then there's all these riffs, because I haven't got to this bit yet, um, that you can do. And yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a shitload more with it. It's real, mm. and, it's, and it's really easy. Um, you know, like you were saying with, with Spider-Man and I was the same at the beginning. It was like, oh, there's so many buttons, but it just becomes, you know, intuitive and muscle memory and all of that. There's not that many buttons. It's just... It ticks those boxes for, ooh, I can upgrade this, and now I've got this special power, and, and I've got this weapon, this new weapon that I can use that does a shitload more damage. It is it is one of those, I'll just have a, another 10 minutes, and then another 10 minutes. It's the total opposite to that far lap, where if you've got 10, 15 minutes, have a go on that. This, I never turn this on unless I've got like an hour to play on it, because this, there's always so much to do. And it just keeps you going with it. Mm. Mm. I, I, I played it. I, is it because I played it with uh, th- three other people? So is it more? I don't know. Can you? Is it sort of? Can you play it okay on your own? Or yeah, I went through the whole um, campaign by myself, and you get AI companions on it, and you can choose between three different companions, um, and they've each got their own style, be it magic or melee or whatever. And yeah, I had a great time with it. Just you know, going through it by myself. Oh, cool! Mm. Oh, cool. I, I just always associated it as sort of like a a multiplayer game. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Everything I've done so far is just lonely me trogging through it, twatting things, and having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be me when eventually when I get around to playing it. <laughs> I think the only game I've played like that were oh, is it Torchlight? Hmm. Yeah. I played that on the three sixty, and because like loot games aren't generally my thing but i remember by uh getting torchlight and really really enjoying it and i thought oh you know because i know i enjoyed it at some point i might want another just yeah like you said hack and slash loot game yeah. so i think when yeah when it was going dirt cheap i think it was like 11 quid or something i picked it up like ages ago i mean i haven't got around to playing it yet but i'm, I'm still it's one of those i'm always I've got a few games that I own that I've never played and I actually forget they exist, but yeah, I always too. know that that's <laughs> in the background. I've, I've always not forgotten that I own it. Mm. I just haven't I just haven't played it yet. Mm. Yeah, same same here. I've got it. I think I've got it on Xbox. I think I might have it on PlayStation as well, to be honest with you. So, um, but yeah, okay, cool. How do you feel when you put on that mask? Are you hiding from the world? Or do you want the world to hide away from you? Maybe you feel invincible, more than just a man. Or maybe you're just like me. You see that life is nothing but a sick joke, and so you choose a face to match. But what happens when we become what we pretend to be? When illusion becomes the new reality? Does it even matter, after all? If you find a mask that fits, you never need to take it off.
What you got? Right, I'm, I'm going to tear through the rest of my flat gaming because I've, I've got a little section of not flat gaming. Flat, uh, oh, so this is non-VR stuff. Yeah, I, I like to put stuff together because it's it's structure. I like structure and oh, order, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Ooh, I'll just have a break, just have a quick quick fiddle. Um, so, um, yeah, okay. Hold on, what have we done? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, uh, me and Rebecca are playing, well, I say playing through. We are scratching the surface of Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I said this 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 came from um, when she played Zelda on the NES. I kept saying you really should play Breath of the Wild. I think you really really enjoy it because it is the kind of open open world game that Rebecca likes a lot more than I do. Because I, I do like a little bit of structure, and I found uh, Breath of the Wild a little bit daunting with how open it was. Mm, yeah, I know. What you mean. I think I, I put about seven or eight hours in, um, got off the Great Plateau at the start, and put a few hours in in, in uh, the rest of Hyrule, but then kind of got to a point where just the sheer openness of it kind of just, I don't know, it almost shut me out of the game. But knowing knowing that she she likes the kind of game where you can wander off for hours and not really accomplish anything, and I don't mean that as a negative, um, then I thought, I'll, I'll see if I can get her into that. Uh, and it's worked a treat because we've probably put about 20-odd hours into it now. Mm. And she's quite happy ambling off finding stuff and discovering things and i'm quite happy to to watch but then you know if there's any more advanced fighting needed i can jump in for that or the shrines i tend i tend to jump in and do those um yeah it, it's working quite well because i i i could do the bits that she don't like and she can do the bits that i find a bit a bit too open for my poor little brain so it's, it's going well i mean we haven't done any of the divine beasts yet we're just sort of uncovering the map and just finding new bits and bobs and things that you can do within the world. And it is, it is fucking impressive as mm. far as an open world goes, really, for, for, for the Switch. It's it's fantastic. The the variety of stuff in it is, is amazing, the amount of stuff you can do. Um, but like I said, I, I need someone who's more willing to, I don't know, try all that stuff. So that if I learn it and I can see it and I, and I understand it, I can use it. But I'm no good at actually finding out what you can do for some reason, which is which is weird. It's just the way my brain works. I like I, I'm more of a not necessarily an A to B gamer, but I, I like a, I like to know what I can and can't do really within the world a bit more. I think mm-hmm. and be yeah. taught as opposed yeah. to yeah, kind of guessing which things to put together and then it works and then you find out something useful. I'm, I'm no good at that for some reason. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, I mean, I. I um was getting through it. i've still got my memory card so because i bought that digitally so i've got like the memory card for my switch so if i ever, ever do buy one i can just plug it in and it, it's all there again like all my save games and all that kind of stuff uh it's because i did do a couple of the divine beasts and um you know was quite happy exploring it was getting into it and everything else so um but yeah i'm similar to i, I did kind of get past that you know in terms of the because like you said, when your time's a bit more limited, you kind of think, I don't want to just waste an, an hour mm. uh, do, doing almost nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At least you want to feel like you've achieved something. So um, Yeah, that, no, that, that's exactly it. Yeah, I like, I like to achieve things. Yeah. Uh, you can spend an hour just collecting different types of mushroom and, <laughs> and insects and finding cool things to cook. Whereas I, I just like to pick up a recipe book and say, oh, I've got that. I'll cook that. You know, whereas the idea is more that you experiment, and I'm I'm a bit crap at experimenting. I think. 
yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, go on. Well, you got anything else? Any, any yeah. flat games? Yeah, the last flat game uh, is called God's Trigger. Um, there is a review on the website. It was the the ah, it was me Virgin review for the oh. website. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Was it painful? It was, that, was it painful when it, it finally went online? Did it hurt a little bit? It, it did. I had to mop up a little few specks of blood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did tear myself a little. <laughs> but yeah, uh, God's Trigger. Um, yeah, if, if you haven't read the review, I'll, I'll explain it. It's uh, essentially a two-player hotline Miami-style game. Um, so a top-down, uh, twin-stick, ultra-violent uh, kill em up um, where one of you plays an angel, one of you plays a demon, and you are uh, trying to fight your way back to hell um, through five acts of seemingly random, random kind of le- uh, random levels, which sort of have a weird. Oh my fucking words again! I've lost words. <laughs> I can't think of a word. Right, start again. Yeah. Anyway, you're this angel and demon, and uh, you've got to find the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Give them a good fucking ass kicking. Uh, uh, each one of them has a bunch of levels uh, themed around their character. So you can be on a western, like a western movie set. You can be in some weird medieval place that isn't a set, but is actually full of monsters which is a bit weird uh, there's gangsters and there's a military base and it's all very strange um, plays a lot like hotline miami you know pick up weapons throw weapons instant all instant kills if you get shot basically but again if you kill you know if you hit someone it's an, pretty much an instant death as well very fast paced pretty tactical um and the thing that god's trigger adds, adds to it is the two player um so you you end up if you've played Call of Duty. You know when you do the breach rooms where everything goes slow motion. Yeah. And yeah. you, yeah, you kind of pl- you can plan your attack. Well, well, no, chances are you'll do it first time. But if you don't, you're planning your attack on each enemy because you know where they all are. Well, this obviously you can see everyone from above, and if you've got two players, they generally enter the room at different points, and you can plan your attacks on um, which enemy to kill first, and you know which route you're going to take through the room to clear it all out, and the bit where it clicks is once you've just sort of talked about who's going to do what first over over the first few rooms you then start doing it without speaking so you hit that little zone where you can go through a few levels there'll be different entrances different rooms and you know that you're taking the left hand side they're taking the right hand side and you just without speaking you both enter the room and then you both sort of almost synchronize kill the enemies as you go up the room so you just you know kill everyone in the room and then you go Brilliant. We did that without even speaking because we're just used, used to each other's play style. And that is where it gave me something that Hotline Miami didn't. Because I don't think graphically, stylistically, and probably gameplay-wise as well, it's not as tight as Hotline Miami was. But there's that two-player bit where you suddenly start playing like synchronized, where it gives you something special that Hotline Miami didn't. And I thought that was when that clicks, that was excellent. And it's well worth a go. You can play it single player and then you, you change between the characters. Uh, I think with I think one of the trigger buttons because each character does have a special ability, which you need to solve some of the puzzles. The puzzles are pretty simple and rudimentary, like switches, 
etc but one character can face and uh, phase through bars and small obstacles the other one can bash down walls so mm. you can see where it's going you'll have a switch behind a wall that needs to be bashed down so you've got to take one character there so that's why you'd switch if you were playing uh, on your own but it work it works better as a two-player game i think and it's uh yeah i say graphically it's a bit of a bit of a dog when it gets closing on the action during the cutscenes. the voice acting's not brilliant the music's pretty forgettable the bosses aren't great which sounds like it's all negative but it's not if if you can play it with someone else uh there's a lot of fun to be had there's a lot of fun to be had when you when you start flowing it's brilliant mm. for that yeah i played a preview of it and I, I really liked it as well so um yeah i'm glad you enjoyed that that's cool mm. it was very it, it were a nice surprise because initially i thought this is going to just be a copy isn't it and then it, it did did bring its own thing to the table and you know it's worth playing yeah yeah cool you got any more flat gaming that's all me flats that's me flatty flatty gaming flatty right then so i'll i'll, I'll bring it into the 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 vr world shall i i mm. I, I, I couldn't resist i mean i'd got the, you know the money saved in my account and just so happened that um playstation are doing their days of play um so it's sort of like sale on at the moment aren't they so they were and this was it's almost too good to be true uh they were selling playstation vr uh with uh, the, this is the mega pack so you get astrobot skyrim doom um playstation vr worlds uh and wipeout as well as blood and truth super stardust and resident evil 7 for 209 pound which is a bit mental really it's, i think that's that's a ridiculous deal uh so i thought i can't resist this uh so i also picked up a couple of move controllers as well for 69 pounds uh so you know what the original i guess vr cost me when i bought it when it was released uh you know got all of that for i think it was slightly cheaper than what it cost when it originally came out anyway um so just talk about the headset very quickly because i have the original vr but they've altered it slightly so now the little pass-through box that you get but that, that didn't pass through hdr if i remember mm. rightly so Correct. you have to kind of fiddle a little bit uh with that if you want to play a game with hdr uh you know messing about with the hd uh, hdmi cables which you don't have to know so that all just that's great that's that's cool um it's still wired uh because obviously there's the oculus quest so which is a wireless um uh, vr headset which i can see eventually you know it, it may be the the next version of um psvr might be wireless but we'll see but this is still sort of like tethered to the console which is fine but because one of the things that they have changed in it is the the earphones um in the original version the, the sort of like the headphone jack is connected to the wire which goes to the console and is connected to the headset which yeah. i always found a little bit fiddly because um you know you, you, the the if piece that you get you know you'd either knock it or you'd be sort of because you obviously got the headset on you know you'd be faffing around with it and it just it didn't seem it wasn't as comfortable to use whereas the new version it clips into the back of the actual headset itself so um they dangle by your ears, which is exactly where you kind of want the, the you know, the ear uh, buds to sort of like to fit. So that that's cool. And also they've got like little um, uh, little slots now, which you can plug the the ear buddy part into onto the sort of like the band, the back of the, the headset, which is it's just it's a little kind of 
you know change but just makes life a lot easier for you you know so that's a bit of quality of life improvement yeah so that's cool um they've also changed the volume and everything that's part of the headset now which i don't think it was before so no, that's on that little uh, that's on the wire as well yeah so the the volume for the um the heads uh, for the the earphones is actually part of the the, you know the the visor or no um i think that's about it for the changes i mean fundamentally it's still the same headset but it's just those little changes just make the a big difference um so yeah the first game i tried i did i, I did i wanted to try something very quickly so um i've tried the luge is it luge or luge how do you luge. say it luge <laughs> you know what i mean uh so on the the vr worlds because i i've tried the um the descent one where you go in in a cage you know the uh you know in underwater uh and i've tried the uh the gangster um london heist london heist yeah so i'd already tried those uh, i still tried the um the shoot you know the, the shooting gallery just to try the the move controllers yeah the, the the luge thing actually I, I, I liked more than I, I thought I was going to because I'd heard that's one of the weaker sort of like VR things but it it, it is still kind of cool you know I mean essentially you know I'm sitting down playing it so but you use your head to to steer and it is quite I mean the thing is I haven't played a VR game for probably what eighteen months two years so but there's something about when you put that headset on you just transformed completely you know and and it's such an amazing feeling you know you're sort of like you're bombing down this street avoiding traffic and everything else and uh you know you just kind of it's it's so it's amazing i mean that's not even one of the best things i've played you know but it's just cool to sort of get back into that sort of you know looking around you and looking up around i just it's it's oh I can't, I'm, I'm a bit like you now. I'm, I'm totally lost my articulation. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just a spaz. That's what it it's is. It's just, it's, it's just, it, you know, it's just fucking cool. That's the, the one of the, the best ways I can describe. It. I know what two years ago, whenever it was, I said that uh, PSVR was my number one thing. You know, my, my number one game, whatever. But it, it's now having gone back to it it's it's amazing i mean, it really is. And that was just one of the little things. Like I say, the, the VR world you can argue is a lot of little tech demos and things like that but to see how it's come on now from what it was when i first played a lot of the vr stuff i, I still haven't tried wipeout yet you oh, know you're not I, you I, critting uh, well I, I got it on wednesday so i haven't had a chance really to to play that much so the first two things i jumped into uh were astrobot i played about an hour of that and um blood and truth um but i'll talk about those when I, when it comes back to my turn but Oh, oh my god it's this it's unbelievable when you put the headset on and you know it it's it's breathtaking it really is the sort of like the, the this sort of sense of scale and just sense of awe when you you know you're looking round and you know you're playing some of the games particularly the two that i've talked about and they are so good uh, particularly in vr and you know it's almost like you couldn't you could play astrobot 2d but it, it would just wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the same game at all you know it's just so i'll, I'll come to that in a bit but in terms of my, my as i say i've only played a couple of hours of it so far but i'm impressed with the redesign that's the first thing and also um 
it's great to be back playing VR games. It really is. I can't wait to jump into some of the, the, the things I've missed. Um, I'm even tempted to go back and play Resident Evil 7 uh, or at least the DLC because I never played the DLC. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it's good. It is, it's great. It really is. And for that price as well, for, you know, um, I, I know you could argue, well, you do need the move controllers to get the most out of it, which I, I do agree with. I think, you know, that, uh, otherwise... I, it, I wouldn't have really gone for it if I, I didn't want to get the, the move controllers. And I think they are charging stupid prices because they were never, mm. you know, that much in the first place. And I think, you know, before VR came along, you could pick them up for like a five ounce. They're ridiculous. Um, so, you know, it's that's a bit of a piss take. And they're not, if I'm being hypercritical, the, the move controllers can be a bit flaky in places. Uh, oh, yeah, there's the redesign of the camera. I mean, it just it's looks a bit nice so that's all it's sort of more circular as opposed to being a square thing and there's a stand for it now which you can uh you know adjust you can either put it on top of your tv or uh below it so that's kind of just a nice it just it just feels like they've kind of it's just made nice little refinements to to it that's all so uh but there you go i'll 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 tease you with those two games in a bit so dave go on you twat can you stop gushing about vr (laughs) especially when it's on sale I'm here now. Join us, David. Oh, trying to resist clicking on things that will say bye. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. Oh, I've got one more flat game to talk about. I'll talk about that in a sec. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't call it. I've got to call it a flat game now. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good one as well. Well, Ooh. sort of. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll... <laughs> go on. Uh, okay, the third game that I completed after Far Lap and Diablo 3 over the last few months has been Far Cry 5, oh, uh, yeah. which I'm sure everybody knows, first-person shooter, um, the latest in a long line of Far Cry games. I've completed uh, three. I did. I think I played two. I don't think I ever touched one. Played two, didn't complete it. Completed three, completed four. Uh, and then this afternoon, actually, I completed number five. Really enjoyed it. I did... I didn't cheat as such, but I got halfway through the game. And one of the good things about it is all the weapons that you get and everything. But I got halfway through it, and then the three DLC packs came on sale on the PlayStation Store. So I picked them up for whatever cheap price it was. And then, and I didn't know this was going to happen, I downloaded them. And then the next time that I played like the main campaign, there was all these new weapons that I could choose. One of them being this Martian weapon from the Martian DLC, obviously, which is just, it looks like a little farty handgun, but it just destroys everything in one shot. So I did play the second half of the game completely with just that gun and blowing everybody up with one shot and watch it and still laughing all the way through as they just exploded into, you know, a big splat of blood. So, I did make it a little bit easier than it should have been, but oh my god, I had so much fun with it. Uh, the ending was took me a bit by surprise. I didn't read how the story went, so I wasn't expecting the ending that I got. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I started the the Martian DLC today, which mm. I'm having. Yeah, I got a little bit frustrated. There's a lot. Uh, anybody that's played Crackdown Three, and when you've got to jump up the towers. There's quite a lot of that in it, which with me with Vertigo is never a good thing. I always sort of like a bit buttock clenching as I'm playing it um, and can be a little bit frustrating. The first tower that I tried, 
I kept falling down loads of times, but I've sort of got the hang of it now. Um, but yeah, I'm having a blast with the DLC too, so I'm going to go through all three DLC next. And I've also I picked up, is it New Dawn, I think, was the, the sort of like mini sort of sequel. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I've got that to play as well. I picked that up in the sale a while ago too. So yeah, plenty more Far Cry still to come. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm tempted by the the uh, sort of separate game, New Dawn, as well. So, but um, yeah, I quite like the DLC. I mean, you'll like the the Vietnam one because you get a, you'll feel like um, you know Rambo because yes. you get you get a bow and arrow and uh, you get ex- exploding arrowheads and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's cool. Nice. Um, the funny enough, the Mars one uh, I found the least enjoyable out of the three. Um, the other one as well is, is the zombie one, and that's kind of like you know. Uh, you, you can finish that in about an hour and a half, probably. So, it's, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's mm. good. I liked it as well. I finished it, did it all. It's cool. Friendship may come. From where you least expected. Help! It's real! It's no, 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 no! Leave me alone! No, no, no! From the creators of Fee and Flipping Death comes a heartfelt story in VR. I'm sorry I panicked. I've never seen anything like you before. About trying to keep life together. Something was wrong. With a little help. From a very big friend. But really, who are you? Cool, Adam. What you got? Ooh, uh, <clears throat> I've got a couple of games that, again, there are reviews available on the website. Uh, they're all predominantly VR games. Well, they are VR games, apart from one of them which isn't. Well, it is and it isn't. It's both. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? I'll start off with that one because, uh, uh, yeah, it was like my first negative review, I suppose, which was disappointing. Um, it's a game called Jupiter and Mars, um, which is a strange game because it it's like a trying to be some sort of weird hybrid between Echo the Dolphin and like a Res style music game although it's not a music rhythm action game at all it's um it's a game with 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 a good heart it's about um humans have destroyed the planet and it's it's uh, i think it's sponsored by a couple of uh charities or they're giving away some of the money made from the game to uh charities to help clear the plastic out of the oceans etc uh, so it's got a noble cause um but it's not very fun to play uh there are in this future where land walkers or humans have fucked everything up for want of a better term uh, there's two dolphins called jupiter and mars uh, you play jupiter uh with mars essentially being your weapon uh you get to uh, send control uh, send commands to mars and he will bash things for you that's essentially as far as he goes and the idea is to swim around all the different environments uh freeing mollusks from nets and uh stingrays from nets or lobsters from nets uh and other sea life from various sort of nets <laughs> uh 
and there are a few machines underwater uh, left by humans and you've basically got to deactivate them by getting close enough to them using a bit of stealth to avoid their weapons and getting mars to give them a good uh, ramming with his nostrils and uh, there's not really that much to it there's it's kind of each level's fairly open to explore there's areas you can't do straight away uh, because of the depth of the water or the flow of the current uh, but you can travel back to them once you pick up a power up later on in the game so it's a bit kind of metroidy like that uh, it's just pretty dull to be honest which is a shame because I, I i did expect a little bit more from it i expected the music to be better but that didn't click with me visually it's very messy in vr uh, mm. just because of the resolution it's you know some games manage to look really clear in vr but other ones you know the stuff in the distance looks a bit cloudy a bit foggy a bit messy this one never really gets beyond cloudy foggy and messy considering how simplistic all of the backgrounds are came as a bit of a surprise to me so looks like it wants to be some weird neon underwater world and it just looks a bit like it looks like you're walking through a disco when you're pissed essentially (laughs) (laughs) and the 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 only good the, the the best thing about the vr is is the scale um, like I said, the, the, the levels are pretty big, uh, and with them being underwater, there's there is a lot of height, so that'd be good for you, Dave. Great. Uh, this is some of the things, uh, but you can swim, and swimming's easy. You just point your head in that direction, and you swim in that direction using the trigger. Uh, it's uh, dual shock rather than move controllers, so the movement's nice. But I, uh, so I, I really didn't want to be negative about this one because I thought the the meaning behind it was good. The message. The message is good it's a little heavy-handed but yeah just as a game i just it never really drew me in it was more you know i was i was pretty bored bored of it after about 20 minutes i had to play the rest of it but it never really did anything for me which is a shame mm. yeah i must admit i have read a couple of other reviews of that and it uh it, it hasn't had glowing reviews at all but um which is a shame but still, is that one of the, the, the sort of like the because you generally I think you, you're quite positive about a lot of VR games. But is that one of the have you, have you had many bad experiences with VR stuff? That's it is probably the most disappointing game I've played in VR. Um, I think it's because we've moved on. We have moved on now. Like like you know, the first six twelve months, you the scale of stuff would be enough to make you go wow. And I think VR can make mundane games better but because we're at a point now where the you know there's better games as well that give you all of that but they play better i just found that yeah this 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 would have worked better if it had come out at the start at the start of vr it would have been more interesting but we've, we've had stuff so much better than this since then that you know things have moved on a bit so i don't think it took advantage of it, it fully in any way shape or form just just from the basic gameplay i thought the gameplay was too basic and mm. you can't just rely on that sense of scale all the time yeah mm. okay um right i will i'll skip this one uh, it's the, the the flat one because i know everybody wants to hear about my vr stuff but it, it's uh anyway it's hellblade send you a sacrifice i've i haven't finished it yet either i've i've 
probably played about five or six hours of it. So uh, it's not a very long game. Um, my initial impressions, I'll, t- I'll just tell you very, I mean, it looks really nice. Um, I'm playing it with headphones. I'm really impressed with the sort of sound design of it. It's, I'm finding it really disturbing in places. I must admit, yeah. it's very, uh, not graphically, it's just a disturbing game to play because of the sound, because of the content, because of the nature of what's going on, you know, and sort of the listening to these voices in, in your head constantly and the just the general tone of it. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a pleasant experience, if that makes sense. Not to say yeah. that I'm, I'm not enjoying it, but it's um, it makes me feel on edge playing it, um, and and not um, a lot of games do that, which you have to com- commend it for that. So um, so yeah, graphically it looks really nice. Uh, it's got a lot of weight and heft to the sort of like the characters and the environments and stuff. Combat uh, I'm finding simple but good. Um, puzzles are annoying i'm I'm not gonna lie that they kind of are the least enjoyable part of the game Um, finding the symbols in the environment yeah finding the symbols finding the route there's uh, as i am kind of teasing i said i wouldn't talk about it i'm talking about a little bit but yeah that i am going to write a review of it because i'm i do with any game i complete now but um it's yeah i i like a lot about it but there's some of the gameplay stuff which isn't grabbing me at all if i'm being perfectly honest with you and uh feels like almost like a little bit of a chore to to do um so but yeah well i'll talk about that more next time when i've actually finished it so because i want to get onto the vr stuff um right so um astrobot that was one of the first vr games i've played an hour of this and i know you finished it adam and i know you oh, loved yeah. it absolutely uh, uh, so yeah, and, and uh, you know, kind of trying to avoid the cliches, but you can't really, uh, you know, it is almost, you, you know, you, it's unavoidable in a lot of ways. You'd say that if Nintendo made a VR game, it would be Astrobot. It, it, you know, that's my kind of overall initial experience of playing the first world. Um, it's a 3D puzzle um, puzzle game with a little bit of fighting you know you uh for anybody played the um the playroom you get these little ca- characters these little robots that you could interact with i think it's one of the first things that you when we got introduced to the playstation camera when that was packed in with the ps4 uh, or you could buy it by optionally um and you know you, it was just that was more again like a little tech demo you, you could yeah. shake shake around your, your controller and you could feel them rattling around inside you know you could spunk them all out all over the floor <laughs> uh you, you could you could kick them you you know these little robots and everything else and then they evolved again with another free package with, with vr for the what was that was that playroom as well uh, um i think it was playroom yeah i think it was playroom is either playroom or playroom vr one of the yeah, two, something, yeah. something like that yeah so um so they're becoming like almost like a little mascot now for um for sony uh, and for playstation so astrobot is um it's a very simple story. You, you know, you, you've got a little character, a little robot. Uh, all your other robot buddies get sort of sent to the, the four corners of the universe and you have to go and rescue them as well as then build up your ship. So, you know, whatever, you're not really playing it for the story. Oh, God. It, it, so first, I mean, like, you know, if you play, imagine, say, um, Mario Six, uh, 64 you know when you first played that you thought this looks amazing it's three you know 3d mario game it's incredible and it, you know it, it's a 3d 
three D puzzle game, you know, platformer. Um, but and you're kind of um, I've not played a VR game where it's not been first person before. So this is, I think, the first game where I've actually played like a a, a game where you're looking in on the action. Yeah, I think it works brilliantly looking in on the action. Oh, it, it, and you know, you kind of, you know, with the platforms and stuff, you're peering round the the corner to look at to see where the things are you're looking behind you looking for secrets because there's little secrets you know obviously you're trying to find your uh your little buddies some of them are obviously you know in front of you or trapped on a ledge or whatever but some of them are hidden in in different ways so you have to sort of look around the environment you know uh the way that they kind of capture the the way that your shadow is a way of where you can see where you are and all that so you because you're looking up up i'm kind of doing it now as i'm sitting down you know you're looking up uh to see this little character that you're controlling with the dual shock uh, who's running above you and it's it's mind-blowing you know it, it's how how clever it is the controls are really tight you know it, it, it plays really well uh there's little fighting bits uh where you can punch enemies and stuff like that um the end the, the levels are relatively short you know so you you know it's kind of you, you, you know you, you get like nice amount of play time um but yeah i played it on thursday night and i didn't really want to put it down but it was like one in the morning um and it you know I, i'd done the, i did the first world the first boss um was really cool you know you get introduced to new um new things like i've you know you can you, you, again with the jaw shock you can flick the um the little touch pad to Get, get a grappling hook um and then you know you can aim that with the dual shot controller um it, it's it, it just seeing the dual shot controller sort of like represent vr representation in your hands you know while you're playing it and it just looks amazing you know and it, it just the music in it's really cool and it, it's just i've only really scratched the surface of it so far you know because i've done the first world how many are there about four or five there's five worlds and yeah, ev- it, it's one of those games where it genuinely gets better. Every single level gets better. Yeah, and every every level brings in something new. And uh, yeah, you've got all the you've got all of the best bits of that game to come. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. it's amazing. Can I ask you two questions? Yes. The first time your little Astrobot runs above your head, did he wave at you as you, as as he ran past? Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. I was going. Well, my question was going to say when he first waves at you as he runs past your head. Did you? Did you? May you have said hello out loud? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did notice that. But yeah, he tends to wave at you. Uh, second one was uh, I think it might be on the first level. You know, when you see your character in the game, there's that screen. Mm. I think it loads of punch. When you saw yourself on the screen, and obviously Astrobot, he's he stood on the platform, and then there's a screen showing you and him. And you're facing yourself essentially as that big robot. Big robot, yeah. Did you possibly jig around like an idiot? I did. I, I did. I sort of like move my head from side to side, like, and it's just yeah. the way it does it. So it's, it is. It feels like it's one to one, you know, and and yeah. the. The, the sort of head tracking and everything else and the way that you have to use your own head for, for puzzles and stuff yeah. like that, he- head butting things. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is great. I'm, I'm going to carry on with that. Um, I think after I've, it's, I feel like I'm a bit of an, like a, a kid in a candy store, you know, because I want to try everything, you know, all the things that I've missed, all these games like um, Wipo, Astrobot, um, Blood and Truth, um, I just want to play them all, but you know, obviously, I want to. I, I want to try and dedicate some time to just 
focusing on one and i have dropped um hellblade to play some of the vr stuff because obviously it's my brand new toy and everything um but yeah oh it's as good as everybody said and if i've got you know better stuff to come with it then yeah it's it's superb it really is a good a great great game yeah that's what so. i mean i'm a miserable git but it made me say hello to a car a cartoon robot <laughs> and it got me to dance got got me to do a little vr jiggle like an idiot so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wicked so um dave what you got uh last one i've only spent about five hours in it and it's the game i've been looking forward to this for like 18 months it's been my mm. most anticipated game days gone and i know there's people out there that go oh, another zombie game uh, but i love zombie games and i've like I been really looking forward to this I would have put a lot more time into it, but good thing and bad thing is uh, it's it's being patched constantly. I think the latest patch was today, which was patch number 11. It's like 1.11 wow. they're on now, yeah. So um, as much as I was enjoying it, the, the very fact that there was patches coming out, sometimes like every few days, it has slowed up a little bit now. Uh, I put it on the back burner for a little while. I haven't been to it for a, a good few weeks now. I mean, it's good, you know, that the developers are, are supporting the game and patching and recognising things that are going on. But in the time that I spent with it, I've got to admit, I didn't find anything wrong. I know some of the early stuff was the frame rate was really chugging and there was a lot of graphical glitches and that, but I didn't experience any of that. It was one of those, and I, I absolutely loved, like, the five hours I'd got with it, where... Like you were saying, Chris, you know, with that, um, when you feel tense playing a game, mm. oh, I was like, I was just like sweating like fuck playing this and inching it. And you cannot do it Rambo style, which is how I normally play games. You really have got to think about what you're doing as though you were there in the middle of like this big zombie apocalypse where you couldn't just like leg out into the middle of them because, and I haven't even. And anybody familiar with the game will know what I'm going to say now. I haven't even met my first horde yet. This is just like zombies that, well, and this is another thing. They're not zombies. They're freakers within the game because they don't refer to them as zombies. Um, it's the tension that the world creates and how you have to sneak around. Uh, you go around on your, your motorcycle. You've got to think about it. It can get damaged. So if you do too many jumps, you you know you drop too far, it can get damaged. You can collect parts where you can repair it. You also have to refuel it. So you're constantly looking at your fuel gauge. And one of the best bits of the game in the time I've had with, with it was when I ran out of fuel and I was ages from a camp and I had to sneak around and find fuel and refill it and then make my way, which... Again, a lot of people have complained about and gone, oh, that's really boring. It breaks up the gameplay. I just want to shoot freakers. Uh, but I like that side of it. I think it worked really well for me. Uh, tension, for me, it's all about tension, slowly, slowly creeping around and finding like how to get what you need to get for the missions. And uh, yeah, so I'm just sort of sitting back and waiting for the patches to slow up a little bit mm. and then jump back into it. Mm. I have got it, um, mm. but it's kind of gone on the back burner. Uh, I wish I kind of waited a little bit because uh, it's on sale at the moment. Isn't it? It is. yeah. 35 quid, yeah. um, which is fucking typical, but still, never mind. Um, yeah, I, I'm similar to you. I mean, it, it, it does it. You played Mad Max. I mean, mm. it, it, does it the, the stuff you're talking about with the um, 
your vehicle getting damaged and having to refuel it and all that kind of stuff. Do, does it, is it a bit like Mad Max or not really? A little bit. Mad Max is definitely more frenetic, more arcadey. Uh, you've definitely got to think about it more with this. And it does slow the pace up a lot more than in Mad Max. Right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that one. You know, we never talked about it while we still wore the colors. All this time out in the freak show when shit like this didn't matter anymore. And we wrote out a farewell without Sarah. I knew that we were leaving everything behind. What did you do? Everything that mattered was gone. Folks here in a lot of pain, Deke. You find his stash. You bring it to me. To me, Deke. You do that, we'll see what we can do for you. Deke, Deke, bro, bro. And I know what kind of man he is. What he's done. He done any worse than you? Ricky? How about me? afraid to be here. You're afraid to be a part of something. We need you here and that scares the hell out of you. We have to look out for each other. That is all we've got. You could have saved a few lives. There was no hope, there was no time, there was no room, okay? We'd already turned on each other by the time the hordes arrived. Hope you're right about your old lady, Deke. Gotta ask you something. What does it matter if everyone else is dead? Okay, so we're back to Adam. So, what else you got then? Uh, but, 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 uh, another one that's got a review on the 60 Minutes website. <laughs> uh, Another VR game, uh, Table of Tales, something, 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 something. I, I can't remember the name of the uh, subtitle thing. Um, not my type of game at all, this. Uh, generally, it's a like a turn-based tactical RPG type thing, mm. uh, but in VR. Um, setup of the game is um, that you are in an attic. Attic, attic, loft, attic, upper bit. You're in a loft attic upper bit of a house. I think it's possibly of uh, your gran who's dead, maybe. And she's left you a table, um, which is the least exciting thing. You could probably be left at a will, but, you know, tables are table, so they're always useful. Mm. Um, and with this table, you pick up a wand with it, which is your move controller, and the table activates and essentially what the game is, is that this table plays like a board game. So you've got a fully animated board game in front of you um, where scenery scrolls in and gets built up from the from within the table in front of you. So it's like a sort of a weird kind of Lego constructed uh, earthscape um, that comes out of a 
travelator because I can't think of the word for that either because I'm having one of them nights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the escalate? No, the escalate goes up. What are the flat ones called? Uh, is a, I think it is a travelator, isn't tra- it? I think it's a travelator. A moving yeah. floor. Yes. Yes. So, like, like buildings erupt from this moving floor within a table in front of you. Um, and it tells the tale of tales, something, 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 crown, maybe. Crown Islands. Islands of the Crown. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you, play, you, you play a group of pirates, although they're called scoundrels within the game. And you play through their story um, of deception and revenge, etc. Uh, through like a turn-based board game with cards and dice and tactical combat. And there's a branching storyline. Uh, there's all matter of things that I'm no good at explaining. Like I said, this isn't my type of game at all yet. Yet I quite enjoyed it, uh, which was a complete surprise to me because in the first 10 minutes I was thinking, what the fuck am I reviewing? This this, <laughs> this is this is no good for me at all. But it's that, it's that VR thing. It's all the little characters are modelled like they're little miniatures, yet they do move around. They're animated just enough to give themselves personality. Uh, just having these little things that look solid moving around in front of you and the world building itself to depending on what scene you're in uh, you holding your little mini deck of cards when it comes to fighting in front of you and picking them up and placing them on the thing and shaking dice and doing all that stuff having that little mini world brought to life in front of you just just added something to the game that, that uh, it's, it's that VR thing it's that VR effect it, it, it it made me want to play a genre that that's really not for me, but you know, I went through the story. And it, yeah, it's really good. I, I really quite enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to go and run out and buy any other turn-based tactical games at all, but can't deny enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, this apart is part the... from oh, apart oh, from oh, sorry, um, like the dungeon master. If you're a Dungeons and Dragons thing, there's always someone who tells you the plot. Uh, there's a little animated bird that flaps around and um, she does all of the voices for all of the cast as it tells you the story and she talks a lot and the voice acting is really well is it's really good and there's nothing wrong with the artist doing the voice but good god she don't shut up which i suppose is the point because she's your narrator telling you the story but sometimes i would have liked just a couple of minutes of, of less talking but it's something to add to the atmosphere. And she flies around the room, around the attic, around your head and stuff, or she'll pop up near your shoulder or on the table right in front of you, or she'll go into the scene. So it just adds that little extra character to the game who's more fluid within the world that you're sat in in comparison to all these the, like these little lives that you're living with these little moving figures and stuff in front of you. Mm, so it sounds really good. Um, like I said, read your, your reviews. One thing I, I, I've been a bit congrat congratulate oh fuck me get my fucking words out constipated yes something that is uh i like your review scale uh because i don't i don't i don't put um scores on my reviews i just generally write stuff um because you know i just think well if i'm saying it's like a seven out of ten or an eight out of ten or a five out of ten well it's gonna make its own shit isn't it but um so i just generally write stuff um but i like your pub scale your pub food scale review rating yeah, it means nothing because some people won't like half the stuff i like so i suppose it's it's yeah, it's as a review score it's it's pretty useless 
but it's just my scale for me. Mm. Yes, it's what makes I like it. makes it unique, <laughs> definitely. Um, right then, so on to my VR, my final VR game is uh, I've played an hour of Blood and Truth, which is the mm. I suppose one of the latest big budget. Um, oh vr games um to, to appear and it i think it even sort of debuted at number one in the the charts i don't maybe i, I, think, I think it did yeah it yeah. did reach physical sales number one which uh, you know to think is um a vr game um it's pretty amazing really so um yeah this is by the people who did the getaway and uh the london heist vr sort of like text well really a tech demo but you know what i mean section of bits wasn't it you know you had a bit of a car chase you had a, a bit where you're strapped to a chair being sort of almost tortured and having somebody a big gangster with waving his cigar in your face and all that bollocks um so yeah this is like i suppose a full-blown title really you know it's um so the era i've played of it it's it's similar in its tone i guess to london heist it's very it's a bit gangstery you play as a, a guy he's an ex sas uh operative and he comes back home his family is sort of you know gangsters his dad's died and then he's attacked by another gang of gangsters and it's about how you sort of get back at them and all this that and the other um you don't actually move as such you know using sort of like analog sticks um i'm using the two move controllers and uh but you sort of look in the direction that you want to move and you click on the one of the move buttons and you'll walk in that you won't teleport you'll actually walk to the the, the, i think it was the batman game where you you sort of like you look and you teleport to different sections so it literally sort of like move um like the screen will go black to, to until you get to the next section did you play the batman vr game adam i can't remember if you did uh yeah yeah that was weird that one i i I got it. I picked it up pretty soon after I got me. I played it for about twenty minutes, and then I only went. I only went back to complete it about a year later. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's not very long. Uh, I mean, there's some really good stuff in that. I mean, I like the bit where you sort mm. of like you're in a cell and you're looking at yourself, um, yeah. and that's all really cool, you know. And everything's going weird around you. But anyway, um, so yeah, this it's. I'd say so far it's more like an action sort of game as opposed to like being. Re- I mean, the story's kind of you know inconsequentially it's not really something you're going to invest you know heavily in uh you know it kind of it's told in a series of flashbacks and everything uh and colin salmon's in it you know uh talking at you so he's like a, a real actor i suppose as opposed to just somebody they've pulled in off the streets um but it, it's kind of like it's again it's that tactile nature of you know you've got you can see your hands uh, you know that's the move controllers the triggers uh you know kind of you clench your fists um you, you know obviously you know you've got guns and stuff like that so it's kind of it's a first person shooter in, in a sense uh except it's in vr uh you can holster your gun so again i'm doing it now why the fuck am i doing it people, <laughs> people can't see what i'm doing but you're kind of like i'm sat there obviously you're sitting down playing it um but you you put your move controller to your hip and you you know you can there's that um feedback that you get from the move control like it'll like do it like they're kind of that hapt- is it haptic feedback you know it'll vibrate a little bit you know so you know you're in the right place you let go of the trigger or you press the trigger and then your gun's there strapped to your 
you know, your, your hip. Uh, you can pick up a machine gun. Again, you can sort of like that goes on your shoulder. So you, you reach behind you to to put that on your shoulder. You get that little sort of like little vibration feedback. So, you know, you're in the right place. Let go of the trigger and it's there. It's on your shoulder. There's um, it's just the, again, there's some good set pieces. in it. You know, there's like, as you can imagine, the car chases. It's the sensation of looking behind. I've said this before about London Heist, looking behind you and mm. actually looking, uh, you know, to see where the cars and the boat bikes come from, shooting out the window, you know, um, opening the car doors. You, you, there's a section in it where you're, you know, you, you're in a car. You, you can't, you just fuck about with stuff. You know, you, you open up the glove comp- box, uh, you, you mess around with the dials on the radio. You know, it, it just sounds silly. You know, you'll sort of like lift the, the visor, you'll press the button to... Uh, open and close the windows it's all done in vr it's it's so amazing you know you're looking at the, this guy who sat next to you talking i mean graphically it, it's probably one of the better vr games i've played it looks really nice um there's there's the sections where you're sort of like you're clambering up um uh, a ladder you know and again you use the move controllers you you know you press the triggers i'm doing it now you know you sort of like, <laughs> you, 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 you know you 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 uh, your, your hands will clench when you you, you press the trigger, uh, you know, and you you sort of climbing up this ladder, and I, I've not done that before in a VR. You know, you cl- like uh, climbing through um, an air vent, and again, you do that by sort of like you you, you move forward with your hands, but uh, but obviously holding the the move controllers. The shooting in it is very good as well. Um, you can hold the guns sort of like you know you can hold your pistol like with the move controllers. Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm right-handed. So yeah, that's your, you know, I'm holding that as a gun, but then you can put the, the, your left hand underneath it as if you, you're steadying your aim. And, and when you do that, like crosshairs appear, like you can get like, um, like a, 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 a red dot sight kind of thing. And that helps you with your fine aiming and stuff like that. And again, holding a machine gun, you sort of like, you know, you, you've got your machine gun in, in your hands and you, you, you're holding it again, similar, but you hold it slightly differently. Like you've got your hand underneath the barrel. Um, it's, it's, it, it is just mind blowing. You know, it's a full on action game. I think it's only, it's about five hours long. Um, and it's, it's, it's really fucking cool it, it it really is um i think it's about 35 quid um you know but f- for for being bundled in with this this package that i got uh it's great it really is it's just a it's a dumb sort of action game uh you know action movie type game um but in vr it just it's a game changer if you played this like as a, a regular first person shooter you'd think yeah this is just you know nonsense but yeah so far that sort of the set pieces in it are superb yeah there's little puzzly bits where you know you have to pick locks and stuff like that so again you have to get the move controllers and you're sort of holding your, your little metal bits to sort of like pick the locks and you're twisting it sort of slightly to manipulate the 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 lock you know to to, to do that uh, there's bits where you put in uh, little bits of c4 explosives so you're putting those together again using your hands and you know just picking stuff up like you, you start off you sat at a table and there's there's a file in front of you you know you pick it up again press the trigger to sort of like grip it uh and it's like oh i wonder what i can do with this so i just threw it across the room and it it went it did it you know what i mean it just <laughs> and, it, and i just think this is crazy you know it's just oh it, yeah it, it, 
it's it's really good it's just a fun experience if you've got move controllers it's yeah it's really good fun you know um the bad guys in it are just there's no i say there's no skill as such you know they're just pretty much run at you you know what i mean it's but then that kind of just adds to the action you know it just adds to the fun of it um it's not a tactical shooter it you just just mowing stuff down um yeah it's it's it, it's a cracking experience you know vr game <laughs> just yeah want to play it now so but yeah there you go ah dave you got anything else or was that it that was your last one wasn't it that was my last one okay so adam you got much cool. more i've got two go on um, then one's only little um yeah next one again review can be found on 60 minutes with website <laughs> uh it's a vr game called ghost giant um which is tremendous it's it's a beautiful little game um style of game is I think the closest you get to is kind of like a point and click ish done in vr um you start the game off um you are nothing but a camera and you are next to a edge of a river and the worst thing is because i've got a degenerative brain disorder tonight i can't remember the uh, the name of the main character but you're staring down at this little cat who's crying and as they cry when their tears come out of their eyes they come towards you and out of their tears you you form arms and at that point you realize that you are a a ghost and b giant hello ghost giant so you are massive um and you're sort of leaning over this little this little cat character. You give them a prod, and they shit themselves and run away. Uh, you then follow them, and through various touchings of environments and and mishaps, over the next couple of chapters, you gain you gain this character's trust. And it's a tale which I don't want to go into too much because there's actually a really nice little plot to this game, um, which is is very spoilable. But it's about gaining trust and just being a friend to this this little lonely cat character as mm. as they try and get through life, essentially. Um, and each scene plays out where there's little puzzles to solve. Um, and more often than not, this involves... Well, the whole world is... Uh, do you remember Tearaway? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's kind of got that sort of slight papercraft feel and look to the graphics. Um so at one point you follow him into this little town and he's in and out of buildings and he'll go into like little green grocers and you can lean down and look, look into the building. You can see him walking inside up to the green grocer or whatever. And it's really weird when you look inside a little building and it's like this weird little living Sylvanian family made out of paper. Um, but then you lean back again and there'll be like a, a little gold lever on the side of the building. So you grab that with one of your hands and you spin the building round and you can peel the back off the building so then you could lean in and have a look around in the building and, and watch this little scene play out. And more often than not, that's what you could do in this little town is you start manipulating buildings and looking inside them and you, there's all little bits to pick up and put in different places and use objects with each other. And that's how every scene plays out is, you know, you, you want a certain set of events to happen from, you know, A, B, C, D, E, but you've got to solve the little problems with the bits in the environment using your hands and picking stuff up and turning stuff around and doing all sorts of things with your hand it's a really tactile game about you know allowing this scene to play out as it should and 
yeah, all you're doing throughout the game is just helping this little this little character out, and it, it's it's fucking wonderful. It's a beautiful little game, and it's um, I think it's it, it must be set in like a little like a little French village because um, you know, there's a few characters with a French accent and all the music, so there's a lot of accordion going on. But it's such a charming little game with such a sweet little story to tell, and it's really really tactile, and yeah, it was it, it was it was an absolute pleasure to play through the, the only negatives i think you mentioned chris like the the playstation move controllers could be a little bit flaky every now and then there's a couple of moments where because it asks you to reach quite a long way into some of the scenes that if you haven't got the camera set up you know pretty well then it, it can struggle a bit but if you if you adjust that then you, know, you don't have much of a problem but it's loads of reaching and fiddling with things and it's it's just a really tactile little kind of point and click adventure animation that i would i would heartily recommend it mm. to anyone yeah i read your review and again it, it, it's it seemed fantastic i mean it's by uh zoink games i think they did stick it to the man um yeah it, which i really liked you know that was a cracking game yeah big departure like graphic style they i know they followed that up with uh da, 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 da. there was a game about death they followed stick it to Fate. the man up with them that, fa- is it Faye? Oh, did they? Oh, they did that as well. Uh, well, maybe it's not that different, but they did two games in the style of Stick It to the Man. You know that really weird graphic style they had, and then this is, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. It's a bit sort of misshapen and a bit unusual, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's a really pretty little game. Really good looking game in VR because they've, they've just managed to nail a style that works well. Mm. Yeah, I do like the look of this. Uh, might be one I pick up at some point in the future once I've played all my other booty haul of, of <laughs> VR games. What a booty you've got! Oh yeah, <laughs> you might actually end up liking a Wipeout game. That's the weird thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, if it's um, the thing with those games, I've said before, it's just the speed of them. I can't, I can't, I can't keep up with what's going on. So if it does, it. Slow it down? Is it easy to control? Or oh, God, no, it doesn't slow it down at all. But as you know from being in VR, it's that once you've got the whole perspective thing because it's there in front of you, it makes the whole thing a lot easier. Okay. So it, it, it it's not easy because it's not an easy game, but it's a lot easier than it was because you've got that depth perception of everything. Ah, uh, cool. So cool, yeah, cool. that should be better. Um, last little one. I haven't put much time into it yet. Uh, everybody's golf VR. Ooh, Ooh I love everybody's like... golf. Everybody's Golf is fantastic. Um, what I love about Everybody's Golf is that it's really simple and easy. And it turns out that when you put it in VR, it's no way near as easy as you think it would be. <laughs> because you're physically holding this club and you're not just pressing like um, a button for strength and a button to hit it left, right or straight, essentially, as you time it in the bar. You're actually relying on your swing. It's quite a lot harder. But it's really fucking good, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's it is a stripped back version of what i could tell so far i think there's only three courses and there doesn't seem to be any of the other characters that you play against you know you have the one in one match one-on-one matches yeah. uh, as you go through the campaign they don't seem to be there um but you still got the hotel lobby you've got the receptionist and she's weird because they're all kind of anime but they're the same size as you it's a bit weird how she's bowing and being subservient to you and uh you get to choose your clubs and you can do practice range and practice putting and putting is really good by the way you can practice your drives you, you can figure out okay like so as it turns out when i'm playing this i tend to I, I think it's hook it to the left is it hook it to the right or hook it to the left i don't know which one's which but yeah to the left. i tend to hit to the left so 
when I'm actually playing on on the holes, I adjust my feet so I'm not pointing straight at the hole. I'll point straight, you know, a bit to the right so I know when I strike it, it'll come back in towards line to the hole. Um, so you can adapt the game quite nicely to how how you actually strike the ball. Um, yeah, you, you, you have a relationship with your caddy. There's, there's a few different caddies available once you unlock them. That that, that could get a bit odd <laughs> when you start like sharing chocolates on a bench after you've had a good round. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a bit weird. But um, no, I, I always thought a golf game would work really, really well in VR. And it does. It's a, it's a good looking game. It looks like everybody's golf. So it's bright, colourful. But it is that sense of scale again. So if you're stood especially on some of the par threes where you might be stood on a cliff-ish and the hole's you know, quite a long way down, you can have a quick peek over and it's quite high. Maybe, Dave, if you get it, don't peek over the edge of the cliff. No, no. But that sense of scale is, is excellent. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good, quick, arcadey golf game that becomes a lot more challenging because it's, it's asking you to actually have skill as opposed to just, just pressing three buttons. It's asking you to swing that club almost properly you don't have to do a you know a full swing and have it right behind your head or anything because it you know you can flick your wrist a bit more but it is genuinely harder to get a good like a good connection with the ball and you know hit it straight to hit a good shot or a sweet shot is so much harder but it's rewarding and fun so i'm looking forward to spending a bit more time in that Mm. Do you stand up and play it then? Obviously. Oh, yeah. You, you can sit down, but of course you stand up. You want to look like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I stand up. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of tutorials. You can take as many practice swings as you want. Um, so, like, so if you if you if you're on your practice swing, you can you can essentially hit the ball, but you don't make contact. But if you swing through, an arrow will come off the ball saying where that shot would have gone. So you can take as many swings as you want until you're comfortable that you've got the action down. You're not going to, you know, spoon it off to the left or right in, in a ridiculous manner. And then you just press the press the trigger button and then it goes to your real shot and then you swing and then you watch your shot fly off into the distance. So, uh, yeah, excellent. Mm, fantastic. That sounds good. Mm. Um, yeah, so many VR games. Uh, Dave, are we convincing you at all? Stop or it. Uh... Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean things i suppose i mean you did try it when you came to my house a while ago and you, it, i think i don't know what it was that you tried i can't remember i think maybe it was, the star wars yeah it was the uh, star wars and the oh the one where you're in the mine shooting things oh yeah oh uh, uh yeah so maybe they probably weren't the best things for you to try on your first experience you did get a bit sweaty didn't you get very sweaty I think that was just being with you though really <laughs> <laughs> sexual tension never was. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean it is fantastic. You have to try it again next time you're you're down here mm-hmm. or up here, where. Um, yeah. So, um, but there you go. That's a lot of fucking games. Uh, so hopefully, well, we'll be back um, next month. We won't have as many games to talk about. So, because um, it's been quite a long show, hasn't it? But still, it's been good fun. Uh, shall we come back with the closing? Yes. 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 Ryan Marks. SAS Nomad Squadron. You're facing multiple life sentences. Conspiracy. Arson. More murders than we could even count. I just want to know what went down there. My name is Ryan Marks. I'm a soldier. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my day job. But it's always nice to come home. Spend some time with the family. Mum! Oh, for God's sake, what did I tell you? 
you. See some culture. Nice use of that special forces stealth there, mate. Taking the sights. Let's get inside and find out what he's hiding. Catch up with some old friends. Think of it as a merger. Apart from you, you can f off back to the army. Is that it? Mm, oh, I think I broke a window. Tony's been approaching some of our people. What are we looking for then? Clues, evidence, anything that will tell us what Tony's up to. Got it. We need to push back hard or we're finished. Ryan, are you sure about this? Get me underneath! Closer! Closer! No! Average weekend, really. <laughs> okay, so we're back um, with uh, closing and shout outs. So, um, I just want to say thanks to you guys. Thank you very much. I've really, really enjoyed tonight. It's been great to catch up again. And uh, I definitely will not be as long as it has been for the next show. Um, you know, we want to get back into that sort of routine. So that would be awesome. Uh, so look at um, the middle of July. I'll be I'll be my, around my birthday. Um, I'll be 43. Ooh. So, uh, but there you go. Um, so, yes, to you guys, I, I do want to shout out... Um, Psalm 67 or Column. <laughs> uh, who has, he's our latest writer. Um, he's written a couple of articles, uh, reviews on the website. Um, one which has appeared today about, um, oh God, what's that David Cage game? Detroit. Detroit, yes. Uh, and also, they, this, uh, this is, um, <laughs> you know, I think we probably are the only website uh, that out there. I haven't checked this uh, that has got a review of uh, they call me Cleopatra Wong uh, on on the website, and it's all credit to uh, to Colm about this because he listened to the, the SOS show that you and Tina did uh, about that. Which I, and, and I know Tina wasn't particularly uh, thrilled to watch it, or <laughs> no, she no. never is. No, she never is. <laughs> There is a lot of shite, but I thought it sounded really good. Anyway, it inspired uh, Colm to stop listening to the podcast and go and watch the film and then go back and listen to the podcast. But not only that, to write a review of it, which is now on our website. Uh, so he's um, writing some some cracking stuff. Uh, and what, what sort of like, when, the reason why I contacted him, because he, like you said, he's doing this blog because uh, he, he's notorious for buying games you know charity shop games you know games for a quid or a euro as it is over there uh and uh you know just just buying games for the sake of it which i know we've all been through that i'm sure we do um but they're not actually not actually playing them um so he is writing this blog uh daily to sort of like share his experience of trying his best to avoid buying games uh failing sometimes but you know succeeding in a lot of ways so um I contacted him and said, look, you know, this is really good. Why don't you, you know, if you ever wanted to expand on it, you're writing, then feel free, you know, and put it on the website and get get lots of exposure because there's that many people go to the website, that many countries, um, you know, and, and he has, and he's followed through with it. So I'm really pleased and I'm, I, he's great, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading more of his stuff. Um, uh, and you, obviously, Adam, because you've written uh, quite a lot of uh, gaming articles now, which is really great. And there's another one coming soon about the Leeds Arcade Club, which you visited. So, 
Yeah, uh, I've said it, said it before, said it again. I'm really chuffed with the website, and it's. Uh, I think is it finished now? It's overhaul. It's finally all. Yeah, done. more or less. Yeah, ninety nine point nine. Yeah. So um, you know, everything's looking really snazzy, and and whenever uh, an article goes up, it has the person and the author's details underneath, and a picture of them, and everything else. And if you click on that, it'll link you to everything that they've written. So yeah, it's awesome. So. Uh, that's about it from my shout out. So, uh, Dave, what have you got? Uh, just apologies to everybody that was wanting, you know, the, the original three on these shows. I always like to listen to to you, Chris, and you, Adam, and of course with Ben. Uh, and as we know, Ben's been like really busy, and like all of us, this this stuff going on. Hopefully, he's going to be back on the next show that you guys do because you know I always like listening to you. Uh, I did talk to him the other day, and the infamous. Clint cast July July yes it's worth it's worth the wait trust me it is going to be worth the wait Um, we've got uh, because this is a gaming show we've got a twitch TV channel now which I started and there is it's all it's got at the moment is me doing two test videos Um, it's twitch t twitch.tv slash 60 minutes with podcast numerical 60 as always now i think i'm right in saying there is a way because if you guys are on twitch that i can host you i can put your details in and then if you go online and you want to broadcast through that as well that you can do um but we can sort that out afterwards anyway so if people want to follow us on there and watch any of us gaming uh there's that and i did start because I closed the Facebook page, um, the 1st of January, 2018. I thought, oh, we could do with an online space where people can sort of leave comments and whatever about each individual episode that we put out, because we've got like so many different format shows. So we now have a community on Reddit. Um, So if you're on Reddit and you want to uh, just comment or ask questions or anything at the moment, there's just one post. It's the last show, episode 170, the May Decade of Decadence show with me and Tom, if you want to comment on that. So every time that an episode is released, I'll put a post up on there and people can post on it and ask questions and we can reply on later shows. And that is, he looks now, reddit.com slash r slash 60 minutes with podcast again. I just thought it would be good, you know, a space where people can sort of comment on each show. Excellent. Mm. Sounds good. Good, good. Um, Adam, what you got? Uh, again, you two. Very, very thank you very much. Thank you for uh, for doing show this. Uh, fun been has it now will be tonight. Will has been fun. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, it's... Um, no. Really glad to be back on after after it's not a hiatus. Like I said, we're we're not we're not sticking to any kind of regime. But uh, no, it's always nice to always nice to get get back to the chat with you two or Ben or all of you or whoever's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Dave, you know you're always welcome. You don't even have to be a stand-in. You can join. You know, <laughs> when it's me, Chris, and Ben, jump on board. Join oh. the slippery sex train. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So. That's about it, really. Obviously, I had a shout out to Ben as well because he's a bit busy, but he'll be back. He'll Mm, be back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but there you go. Thank you for listening. Um, Check out the website, which I've mentioned. Uh, It's all right. I've just clicked on Twitch and there, because it it just loaded up a random stream, and there is a, a, 
a attractive young female with nice boobies. Um, <laughs> no idea what she's talking about, um, but I might ironing. I might subscribe <laughs> to her channel. She's got she's got pink hair and uh, she looks quite nice. Anyway, send uh, quite. Uh, I'm a dirty old man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, check out sixty minutes with at 60 Minutes With on Twitter. Um, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Um, Dave, I know you're not, you, well, you're in charge of the 60 Minutes With. Oh, there's loads of competitions and stuff like that. I know we've been giving away a few uh, PC codes for LEGO games. I think mm-hmm. we've got a couple more to give away. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Blu-rays and DVDs, um, they're constantly always happening. So, oh, uh, got to mention the Wild Ride because we, we haven't mentioned them. Oh, I, I listened yeah, true, to... True. Um, the the episodes that you and Ben were on, Dave, and also the ones that Tina were on. I'm going to go back and and catch up with all the others, but I want to listen to you guys. That is a brilliant show. I mean, it's oh, really, yeah. really well put together, it really is. well edited, yeah. and and Alan Awards are fantastic hosts. This, um, well. Yeah, I'm going to give him a big shout out in the next entertainment show, and we've got a nice little, um, a nice little audio plug for the Wilder Ride in the next entertainment show too. Ah, fantastic. Mm. There you go. Um, so thank you all for listening. And um, yes, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.